the two, they're side by side down the back straightaway. Inside the races. That's it. Coming off a of turn four, white flag in the air. Checkers and wreckers. Anybody's races, they go down to turn number one. They fan out two by two, three wide coming off the of turn number two. They get sideways down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top, trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four, they're still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Dudes on the inside coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 It's Inside Florida Racing. Uh, got Bonehead here. Um, CC Brooks is in the house. Uh, Jack is in the house. Uh, yes, Jack is uh, functioning after his. Uh, time at the uh, late model race Golden Isle Speedway um, I'm not CC Brooks <laughs> the United uh, Dirt Late Model Challenge Hey let series. me tell you Rob go ahead you're getting let, loud let me tell you Yeah okay. I'm listening I'm going to tell you I'm listening to you go ahead All right here's the deal We left Rick Angies and I left uh, along with Rick Warren and all the guys I went up to to the Speedway, Golden Isle Speedway up there in Brunswick, Georgia. We left at 8 up there. Up there. We left at about 8 o'clock in the morning to get up there. And we got up there, and everything was going along fine mm-hmm. till I discovered mm-hmm. that I had forgotten the power cord for the laptop. So we couldn't stream the show without Uh-oh. without that. Okay? Hey, I, I can see it now. I can see so, Jack walking around with his ponytail all in a bind. So we're out borrowing. <laughs> we're borrowing laptops. Rich Pratt's wife Nicole came over and and she helped us and we tried everything and we did this and that and the other thing. Big rigmarole. Anyway, we ended up driving. It started pouring down rain. First of all, we thought we were in Kansas because the wind started blowing in a circle, and we were up in the tower and this tower was like. A vortex you're oh, it was, talking about? It was a vortex. So it rained like hell in the afternoon, late afternoon. So we ended up driving to Waycross to buy a cord. Mm-hmm. But we got it done. We got back. Races started at 9.30. Wow, what a late start. The feature event, after all of the heats and all of the stuff, and Rick will talk more about this in a little bit, we actually started the feature somewhere around 3 o'clock in the morning. The race ended. We were in the winner's circle at 10 minutes to 4 with Ivan and Lloyd. Then we got in the car at 4.25 and drove home. Now, tell How me what kind of... were there at 3 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> there was 500 people in the grandstands, and I'm not kidding you. At 1 o'clock in the morning, at 1 o'clock in the morning, there's 80 kids, little kids, on the front straightaway... Collecting quarters to see who wins the prize. Wow. What kind of clown did they have keeping people there all this time? This is the way it is at Golden Isle Speedway. So they didn't need any kind of Frankie Lloyd does not believe in rainouts. Wow. The place was packed. That's awesome. But as soon as it was over and the race was done, I bet it's unpacked and everybody's Trust me, that would be what you would think. No. They still had... At least one feature, and I believe two, to follow us. And the people were still there watching the other features. How did the drivers handle I mean, they're up all day doing everything, and they don't start racing to 3, 4 o'clock in the morning? Where's Sean at? I need to talk to Sean. Exactly. How'd Sean do, anyways? 
You can you can dial him. Are you asking me? Yeah, while you're dialing, how did he do? Oh yeah. I'm I'm stuck on something else as usual. Um you know I am. I heard that Ocala got rained out Friday night. So the weather affected them and they, they're off. They have no racing this weekend. Let's see, and I'm being silent. Cece, you can't yeah. even keep, you can't can't keep going. Well, I, no, I was waiting for was, somebody to say. S- no, it's your show. Let's go. I want to hear my, you. <laughs> it's my show. It's the Cece Brook show. Okay. No, especially well, I'm, I'm trying to read, and you know okay, how you, slow you, I, I know, read. I know you can't read and talk at the same time. Fact, I don't think your mic's on. Who's? Oh, okay. I, I turned it down. Okay. Um, Later on tonight, we're going to have Jason uh, Fitzgerald on, who was uh, the driver of the Bobby Labonte number seven uh, late model. He finished second. He was the he took home the uh, Real Racing USA runner up award for second place. Okay. Well, what did he get for that? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks extra. What the hell? Did he run our sticker? They all the cars in the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series run the Real Racing USA sticker. And as a matter of fact, I want to tell you something about that. Go ahead. Tell Last me. week. Blake, we we talk every week on this show, all of us do, about the importance of drivers contacting us, getting their publicity out, talking yes. to us, getting on this uh, show, uh, uh, being uh. a part of this deal, letting people know who they are, okay? Because we got a pretty good audience, and, and a lot of people listen to us around the country. And good places to promote your sponsors. We're always talking about that. Blake Coke last week took us up on that. He called yep. us, wanted to, you know, yep. Then he goes, he'd never been on the show before. He went to Charlotte County in the late models. And he finished fourth, but he said he got the fast time money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got it. His first time out. See, that's the power of Real Racing USA inside Florida Racing. That's what happens when you come on this show. Yeah, I'm sure he was happy about it. I didn't get to talk to any of them guys. Neither did I. Yeah, so I wasn't the only foolish person uh, who was willing to drive, you know, and stay up for 26 hours on this trip. Rick Angie's was there, too. So it was uh, and crazy men in the vehicle. Rick <clears throat> why Why didn't you talk me out of that, man? Um, I think we talked for like two weeks about a motel room up there, and you said, no, 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 no. It's only five hours up, five hours back. We'll be home by four or five in the morning. <laughs> uh, did you have yeah. fun? Oh, yeah, it was a blast, man. I would have missed it for the world. So you've had some time to think about that adventure. It was. What do you think about that whole thing, Golden Isle Speedway and all that? I'll tell you what, well, our first, our first sight of Golden Isle Speedway, we come around the corner in Highway 82, and we see 10 million Kias. It was like a cornfield, man. It went on forever. Cornfield oh, to Kias. Yep. Uh, it, it was like it's called a Kia field. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. And uh, we thought, my God, that many people are here already? But <laughs> what it is is Frankie Lloyd had cleared all that property out, and he rents it out to Kia. And they drop the cars off there after they come out of the port and they ship them out. But anyway, we come around the corner and there it is, Golden Isle Speedway. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was hot. It was hot, hot, hot. And I was thinking, man, this is going to be a rough one today. So we uh, we did the little thing with the, the laptop deal that I'm sure Jack has already told you about. Yeah, now how did you... Uh, um, I know how Jack gets when he's really under pressure and that... <laughs> That really, I mean, after after he tore his whole car apart, tell me what kind of mood he was in then. Well, to be honest with you, I thought, 
man, this guy must have got a a prescription for Xanax because he was just going, oh, well, I guess we're just not going to be able to do it. And I went to a frenzy going, no, 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 no. no." Oh, so it was you. Yeah, it was reversed. (laughs) No, no, no. Jack was just ready to watch a race. So we were up there in the tower. We tried one laptop. It had Vista, no go there. We'd already been down that Vista road. And uh, um, Rich Pratt's wife came up there. And she had her laptop, so we proceeded to start loading all everything on there. So those two are going at it with the computer stuff. And I step outside the tower, and I look, and the sky is black, and it's just coming. And I'm going, this is going to get ugly. <laughs> Meantime now, it's like 4 o'clock now, and the people are just pouring into this place. The whole top of the grandstands is already full of people. Baking hot. It had to be in 100 degrees. The tower was 95, and the air conditioner was on. So... We're sitting there, and all of a sudden, the wind kicks up. And they got um, metal chairs all the way across the top. That's their top row there. <laughs> and the next thing I see is metal chairs flying down to the track. Wow. And this storm just blowing people, going all different directions. And, then, I mean, it was a scary sight. In the field where the key is where there was a funnel cloud. So, anyway, the rain moved through, and I'm thinking, oh, boy. So, finally, Ken Kenny came through. And so Jack got on the phone and found a radio shack in Waycross, Georgia, 50 miles up the road. Oh, Jesus. And uh, the cable was $150. We're, we're poor. We already spent $100 in gas getting up there. And uh, Ken Kenny came through, though, and said, go get it. So we went and we got it in a driving rainstorm. With that, remember the amazing Thunderbolt? Oh, boy. <laughs> Looked like it was right in front of the car, but we made it, came back. What was it just after nine when they started? Yeah, about, 50, about nine thirty, I imagine, when they finally when got they, it going. When they got all fifty-three cars out there on the track to finally pack it in. Fifty-three cars qualified, one lap apiece, and it was just on from there. And, and I mean, great racing, man! Great racing. I mean, I've been like I said, every race I go to with this series, it, 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 it's the best race I've been to so far. And this one, this Go- one tops it too. Golden Isles too. A lot of people may not realize this, and I certainly didn't until uh, I was there Saturday. But uh, Golden Isles is uh, pretty much like a Florida Speedway. I mean, the ha- I imagine most half of the people there were at least half of them were from Jacksonville. A lot of the staff are from Jacksonville. Is like not even an hour away. Right. And uh, it's kind of like uh, you know, Florida Georgia track. It's not like that far away. Yeah, it was an it was an interesting road trip to say the least. Well, I'm just amazed that that people are there three, four o'clock in the morning <laughs> and they're racing and and watching races and and um, I because I can't imagine that happening down here. Well, I, I don't think it, I don't know. See, it it depends because I'm gonna tell you, CC, this this series has has blossomed into something that's just it's it's unreal and and the people. People all over the country. I get emails from all over the country. Jack, I announced on the when we were doing the radio show there, when we were broadcasting live. You know, when we announced about the, the subscription thing for the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series uh, email list at two thirty in the morning. No, two thirty in the morning. We did the contest. Yeah, we had a contest yeah. at two thirty, three really? o'clock in the morning. If yeah, who whoever uh, could when the, when the feature was it was about ten minutes before the feature was getting ready yeah. to start. And they had we gave them till that uh, whatever time it was like two fifty yeah two fifty yeah yeah two in the morning yeah go ahead and to to uh, guess who would be the real race in USA runner up in the race uh-huh. to win two tickets and, and instantly I mean instantly 
We got emails all the way till two fifty in the morning. People listening on the internet. That's besides, amazing. That's wonderful. Besides the fifteen hundred people that stayed in the main grandstand, it was crazy. Now the other amazing thing about Golden Isle Speedway is Jack and I get there. And of course, you know when we get to a track, we check. You know after we do our thing, we check everything out and stuff. This ha- this place has one little section. I mean, a small section. That's the drinking section. The rest is non-drinking. And Jack and I pondered through the whole night. There was no place on that ground, on the ground, selling beer. They had to bring their own beer. They had to, I guess. I don't know what yeah, the deal was. was. Somebody that's, don't know about making money. Well, that's yeah. well, but, but if they're successful money. without selling beer, that's you know that speaks well of that community. Well, when you got it, yeah. I mean, there was literally there was eighty to a hundred kids on the front grade. Well, you got to have a liquor license to do that. Uh, out so of they the may track. not have had one. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, Local Speedway has a separate section yeah. for people that want to sit and drink. But uh, very nice track, very racy place, very racy, racy. Very racy. Well, you know, I mean, it's one of the few dirt tracks I know of that people say are too fast. They're still saying it's too fast, and he shortened the track. He made the track smaller because it was already too fast. I see that my man uh, Bubba the Love Sponge Clem finished 21st. Yep. You guys got him to come to a race. He got in on the provisional. Well, of course. Bubba's not going to travel all that way and not get in. He's the show. Start. Bubba was in a good mood all day long. So. He was. All day and night, it sounds yeah. like. All day and night. It was funny. One of, the, one of the humorous scenes during the thing, anybody that knows Ken Kenny uh, knows that he is he's really a man of few words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a joke. We have the half-an-hour driver's meeting. Yeah, Ken Kenny uh, could give, uh, could give uh, quite a sermon when he gets wound up. And, uh, and Bubba was standing there. And this kid's getting down to about 20 minutes into this thing. But Bubba's starting to crack jokes about it. It was funnier now. Yeah, I told Bubba, I said, Bubba, you know, when he calls me, you know, he wears out the battery in my cell phone. Bubba says, I put him on, I put him on voicemail now. I just, <laughs> it's pretty funny. You hear that, Ken Kenny? You talk too much. <laughs> it's funny, though. Why? He needs a front man. How did Sean do? Sean did six. Sean Smith finished six, and he is now the points leader in the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. He had a good run too, man. Yeah, he did. Really good run. Well, just for getting in there is going to be well, my I, vote for. I got to tell you. Punch. I got to tell you. You know, we're going to we're going to talk to Jason Fitzgerald here in a little bit, and, and Rick's you're going to stick around for that. But uh, 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 with Ivan and Lloyd, Jason Fitzgerald. I mean, Jason is uh, what he finished fourth in the Lucas Oil. Uh, Dirt Late Model Series race up there earlier this year. I think he's second in the Southern All Stars Dirt Late Model deal. He's uh, absolutely, uh, you know, if we'd have had one more caution, it would have been real interesting to see what he was hit. Closing. He was yeah, closing. Yeah, no yeah, doubt about he, it. no doubt. And, uh, and Johnny Collins and uh, and Michael Lloyd uh, certainly. Uh, he was no slouch either. Those guys were all. If, if Ivan had, had any ran into any difficulties, he would have been in trouble. I tell you what, the guy that I was watching all night, and of course I got to watch the whole field, but the one that was impressing me the most was Adam Biedenbach, who finished fifth. Yeah, really, kid really ran a good race, and I'm gonna tell you what, you race good on that racetrack, you're doing something because that place is fast. It's badass fast. Did anybody film it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we got, it'll be, be like all the other races. It'll be on uh, Real Racing USA next week. Yeah. The, the thing about the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is we are not afraid to put this stuff out there for everybody to see every race. You know, not worry about losing ticket sales or drivers or anything. Because I mean, it, it's just watching these races 
even if you watch them online, you're going to want to catch one somewhere somehow. And uh, it's just it's amazing. You know, we had 53 cars. I know it was said that we were going to have 70, but the weather, um, traffic was horrendous. Uh, the heat, you know, and everything, to still end up with the field of cars we had, 53 cars, was just... Yeah, it was predicted 70% chance of rain, so what the heck. Right. How many of the regulars said they were coming to Charlotte County? Right now, there's, I think they're approaching 20. Yeah. I think it's approaching You didn't 20. hear more from uh, any other ones there, uh, Rick, when you went around and talked to all the drivers? No, not yet. I mean, it's looking like 20... Um, you know, when you got a race like this at Golden Isles, I tell you what, these dirt guys, you know, they, they don't have the time like uh, like asphalt guys, you know, where you can go and rent the track. You start practicing two days before. And yeah. When they get to the track, it's all about that track. They really don't want to talk about a whole lot else. 53 cars are here for this race. Now, check this out. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon, there was like 20. Yeah, we were we were sweating. Not, it was not like, and this happens all the time. This is the way it is. Then between like two hours before race time, they pour in. Mm-hmm. Oh, from other racetracks? No, done. no. That's just no, that's there's just no the reason. There's to, no reason to be there. Oh, I got you. Yeah, they come. No, they go. I mean, the cars are the cars are already prepared. They're in the trailer. Um, they get you know after the track gets packed in and all that, they get to go out there for five laps. Five laps in a group in five groups. Right. And uh, and that's it. That's practice. That's it. There is no more. You then you start racing. Then you qualify. Then you start racing. So is his is is that going to be a points race that he runs at Charlotte County? Yes. So that's yeah, what I was yeah. getting at. Of his yeah. regulars that were there, he's only going to have twenty of them there. Do they get to drop a race or something? There's or there's a the uh, and and can can. Uh, We'll explain that next week again in detail. Oh, I'm sure he but, will, but I'd like but to know a little bit. The, the thing Maybe is, I can get a well, quick I, synopsis. Well, I'm going to tell you, the way, the way it's set, the way, it, the way he explained it last week was is that uh, between Volusia and... Uh, I already know the answer to that question, if you'd like to hear Yeah, it. yeah I don't know ahead. why Jack's not letting our caller, Rick, oh, who I didn't is know the if he announcer there. I he knows know. everything about that series. The, oh. driver, the drivers will be scored on their best finish in either of the two races, Volusia County and Charlotte County, for their total points. Drivers that race in both races will, will receive 30 bonus points. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, that's that, new. That that's makes new. sense. So uh, that's good, man. He he needs to do something to get him to come. Ken Kenny, because the other series do that, they'll, they'll let him drop a race. Ken Kenny... Wants to yeah. stick to the 15 race format, which I think we got 16 now. But he wants to stick to the, to the low race format because yeah. his whole his whole idea of the series is to save money for the drivers. I mean, to do, you know, to do his best to save money for the drivers and to help them not go home empty handed. Like all the guys in the in the Golden Isles Dash, you know, Ray Miller from the National Late Model Series was there. Jack and I talked to him for a while. And, uh, I mean, he was really impressed. He threw $1,000 in for the Golden Isles Dash. Yeah, imagine he that. To the field, you know, and uh, I got my list here somewhere. But there was uh, Southern Style Motorsports, Race Car Engineering, you know, several of them, uh, several other sponsors threw in a contingency, uh, you know, that they could go and buy parts. And then uh, Scott built homes from Waycross, Georgia. They put money in, too. So, I mean, everybody's jumping on board, you know. Tommy's Towing, Ziegler Racing Engine sponsors the Fast uh, Qualifier Award, and they sponsored one of the B-Mains. Every one of the B-Mains was sponsored. 
Tommy's Cuddling and uh, uh, U.S. Land Clearing also sponsored all them B names. So right. everything, I mean, people are just, you know, they're this. You look all over the dirt message boards all over the country and they're talking about this series. All right, man, we're going to take a break here in a few minutes, but uh, actually, we may not take a break. We might do this differently. But later on the show, we're going to have uh, uh, Terry Roberts from uh, New Smyrna, general manager at New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, Don Reams going to visit with us, checkered flag sprints. Matt Bowers, who's the second uh, in points in uh, the Sunbelt Series, which will race Thursday night at or Thursday at uh, New Smyrna. He's going to be with us. And, uh, oh, Rick Bristol's going to come around. But you guys were talking. Uh, maybe you could set the stage for something we're going to talk about later in the okay. in the show. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What is that? Hang on, Rick, for a minute. We're going to track down uh, Jason. Okay. Well, um, I didn't make it up to Soto Super Speedway this weekend. I was down at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, and I didn't get there until about, actually, to about, like, lap 46 of the late model race <laughs> because the weather was looking so bad for my house, and I just didn't feel like, you know, venturing out yet. But um, I know. It seems like I, I got there about the same uh about the same time? No, I got there even worse. The race was just had gotten over, and I, uh, it it had to be like only nine twenty at the most, you know. And the race was over, so I, it was my fault, you know, because of the weather and stuff like that. But that's no, I don't blame you. Don't want to take the baby out in it. And what went on at uh, Desoto? Well, Desoto had their what they call it the the crash and bash, which they had. Uh, the school bus figure eights. They had, uh, I guess, some uh, enduro races. They had fireworks. They capped off the night with fireworks. And let me see here. I could pull up some. They had enduros. Here. Let's see. Uh, four mechanic. cylinders, demos. Let's see. Uh, four cylinder, a pole race. A, a reverse demo race. What's That's this, always nice. Hey, Rick, course. how's the reverse race work? Well, what's, what's, what's the skid race? I'm taking the trailer races when they're towing a trailer behind them, but what's a skid race? They put skids on the back of the cars, their front-wheel drive. Oh, and so uh, they put on skids something. on the back, and uh, when they run around the track, they uh, spin around in circles. Well, so how many cars do they have? I mean, how many uh, fans do they have? Well, uh, well, this is the interesting thing, and I'm very and I'm very pleased for John because they've been having some problems up there at Soto Speedway with attendance. But they, they had a nearly sold-out crowd is my understanding um at the soda super speedway saturday night school bus figure eight uh 20 20 and, school buses uh and they they did run advertising on on kicks country kicks country ads work and you know and that helped get the word out so we are pleased uh for the soda super speedway they had such great attendance and we hope that uh it keeps up for them hey bobby we, because we want all racetracks to survive kicks country ads work bobby yeah. Bobby knows that. All right, that's it's very what. interesting. All these different things that they ran there. Uh, you know, at least uh, he's getting diversified there. You know, to see, uh, you know, if he can't get good car counts with the uh, oval stuff, and uh, you know, his regular uh, show, then he'll run some of this other stuff. You know, the the school bus thing. The school bus thing's big. You can do a lot of things with them school buses. Uh, you can do a, a demo derby with those. I'd like to see a demo derby with the buses. That would be interesting. Uh, Though I heard that they don't like to do that that much anymore after there was an incident on the other coast where a driver of a school bus. Uh, But that was in figure eights, and that's all done and over with. And as long as they stay in them, 
They're going to be fine. I mean, look, they have kids riding in those buses all the time. Yeah, you and just there's have still to take no a little more, a little no more safety belt. precautions. But I'll tell you what, we have uh, uh, Rick Angies is still with us, and uh, Jason Fitzgerald is, uh, is with us now. Welcome to uh, Inside Florida Racing, Jason. How you doing? We're doing well. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So did you spend all that uh, Real Racing USA money that you got? Ah, uh, well, not yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the way we have to spend it to race, it'll get spent pretty quick. Yeah, yeah so uh, what was it like to uh, stay up, like, I don't know, what, 24 hours before you race? What's up there? Ah, uh, it was a little tiring. I, was, uh, I needed to take a nap before that feature, but I, that's kind of hard to do when you're fixing to climb in that car, but... It was uh, made for a long day yesterday, but that's all part of the job there. There you go. Yeah, do it. Go ahead, Rick. Hey, Jason, it's Rick Anzies, uh from the United Dirt Late Mile Challenge Series. You know, we talked in the winter circle after that race, man. You told me how what an honor it was to be out there swapping paint with uh, Ivan and Lloyd, Johnny Collins, Mark Whitener, and all that. But I'm going to tell you what, these guys, if they didn't have respect for you before that race, they gained it for you after the race because what a show you put on, man. That was some awesome racing out there. Well, we appreciate it. You know, like I said, like I said the other night, I hope it was good for the fans. I mean, uh, of course, I couldn't see the whole race inside the car, but I certainly had a good time in there, and it was fun racing them guys. And it always is, you know. Which I race with Ivan every week, just about on the Southern All Stars. So I know how how fun it is to race with him. But them other guys, man, you get I get to come home and, and race every now and then, and race like we had a race the other night. It was uh, it was a good time. I hope the fans enjoyed it. Well, I- I'm sure they did, man, because, I mean, I was announcing the race, and it was just, it was nonstop action. But uh, tell us a little bit now. It was kind of a marathon night. You were the fast qualifier. Tell us what that track was like from when you went out there and set fast time to the last lap of that thing. Uh, I mean, well, with all the rain we had, you know, the track was just kind of breezy, slimy, but it had a little tackiness to it, too. So it was kind of wide open, you know, which made the heat races, you know, hard to pass. Um I got outfired there in my heat race and couldn't ever really, really get around the guy. But it, when, when you get a lot of rain, you see a lot of that wide open racing, uh, hard to pass. And then your your feature got there, you know, it kind of it kind of got a, a groove in it. Got packed in pretty good. Had a little cushion on top, and uh, it, it made for a real good racing, I, I think. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the rain certainly didn't hurt it. Uh, maybe if it wouldn't rain, it could have dried out. Maybe been a slowed it down just enough, even seen an even better race. Um, you know, a lot of times when you like you get all that weather, it, it does make for you know non-passing racing. But I think it, you know, the track workers, you know, Frankie and them did an excellent job at, at keeping up with the racetrack and keeping it smooth. Um, I think it turned out real well, uh, even at the end of the race there. I mean, you could still run all over it in the bottom, the middle, the top, you know, wherever you you wanted to go if your car would let you. Um, I think it turned out really good. Uh, the, track, the track was great, in my opinion. Yeah, it was, I mean, all night long. I mean, right down to the last lap there, you guys were going three and four wide through them turns. It was just unreal. Uh what kind of preparation? Did you make any preparations at all? Because, I mean, your car was just badass fast on that qualifying lap. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, in the heat race, I made you know, maybe a couple minor changes. I uh, pulled too tight in the heat there, but to be honest with you, from, from my heat race to my feature, uh, I might have made one change. Um, you know, I didn't change a whole lot. I had, you know, 
for once. I had, you know, felt like my car was pretty good, so I didn't want to dial myself out. So I feel like I needed a little bit more. Maybe I should have adjusted a little bit more for the feature there, but, you know, we were pretty good. We had to come, you know, from ninth or tenth, wherever we started there. So it's, you do make, you know, a couple of changes between your qualifying, your heats, and your features, but it's just uh, all part of keeping up with the track. I mean, I think, I think, you know, couple of changes we made helped us, but, man, we need to go a little bit more to catch all eyes on it. How long have you been uh, in the car? Um, I, you know, I raced year, uh, a couple of years back uh, before I went to work for Earl Pearson for a couple of years there. Um, this year is actually my first year back in a car, probably in two and a half or three years. So, I mean, I've probably got, what, 20 races in this year so far. So, I feel like a rookie starting all over again, but... I mean, I you know I used to race before too, so it's, it's, it's kind of well, you know, you know, Bobby Labonte, Earl Pearson, man, you got you got some of the best equi- equipment in the business underneath you. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I feel very very fortunate to drive for Merle and Patty Mixon. You know, at times where the economy is with gas prices and stuff up, you know, they consistently put me in good equipment every week. Uh, you know, they give give me a job, let me work. You know, work on the cars during the week. You know. Let me do what I love to do. So it's, uh, man, I don't know how I could ever or thank them, you know, enough to give me the opportunities I love to do. And with Bobby Labonte and his foundation being on board, it, uh, it just adds that much more to it. I mean, I got, like I said, I got a, a lot of great people surrounding me, giving me this opportunity. So I, I feel really fortunate, just, you know, the way times are these days. I don't, I don't know how I could ever thank those people enough. So you were the crew chief for, for, uh, Earl Earl Pearson Jr. for a couple of years in. Yeah, yeah, crew chief for him for the last two years there. That's cool. Yeah, it was a good time. I tell you, those, they're really good people. Earl is a good guy. He told me out in uh, in racing long before I went to work for him. You know, even when I was racing before, he he's always been there to help me, and I was glad to take a couple of years, you know, to, to go help him. But it all worked out good. Met a lot of people. Met Bobby. You know, he's been really good to me. Uh, it led to this where I'm at today. So I think everything's been good for me. I'm just, you know, thankful. Yeah. There's, uh, there must be something in that water up there around uh, around Jacksonville because there sure is some good racers come out of there. Yeah. I don't, it's starting to look that way. I know, you know, we try real hard and, uh, seems to be that way i know there is a lot of good drivers you know around here that don't get the opportunities they deserve and i hope the best for everybody you know that's in racing period not just from jacksonville but it's uh, i think there's a lot of good drivers out there that just you know they just need a break you know what i mean yeah absolutely well you certainly certainly have to have the break uh, did you have something else there rick yeah jason real quick tell us a little bit about the bobby lamani foundation it's, it's, uh, I think it's a foundation that Bobby and his wife started there to help needy kids. You know, they, uh, a lot of the proceeds actually go to that picture game junction camp. Um, Bobby and his wife, you know, family, they, they think a lot of that and they do a lot for the community. And, and I'm, uh, extremely excited to be a part of that, you know, to help, to help Bobby and Donna, you know, try to raise awareness through the foundation and give back you know, to the kids and stuff that need help. Um, if you, if, you know, fan, I love fans to go to the website and check it out there, that org. It's, uh, it's a really good thing, you know, like 
all of our T-shirts that we sell on our, our truck there, all the proceeds go back to it. So we're constantly trying to raise awareness of it and give back and, you know, try to help kids and families in need and stuff. So I'm really excited to be a part of that, that deal. Which yeah, one gotta, of y'all's running from the law? That sounds like he's getting pulled over. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, got, you got your own website, Jason. What is, what is that? It's uh, J Fit Racing, J-F-I-T-Z Racing.com. Uh, Wayne Calfenberry there and WRT Web Designs just, just got that deal finished for me. and uh, Maybe you can go check it out. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. They did an excellent job on it. Yeah, I'm looking it over right now. It's a really nice website. Yeah, Jason, I was, I was talking to to, to uh, Wayne uh, t- earlier today. He 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 said, uh, you know, Wayne's been around a long time. He he said that's the very latest he's ever been to a racetrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can believe that. I've uh, that's what I was I was telling somebody today. You know, we can we can run up the country there, racing Tennessee or somewhere six, seven, eight hours away from home and. And actually, be home about the same time on Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> it was crazy, but you know, I mean, Frankie did an excellent job in trying to get his show in. I mean, we could have stayed there and, and come back Sunday. I mean, I, I hate it for some of the fans that had to leave, you know. But I understand his point too. You know, trying to get it done Sunday is, is family day for me. I enjoy spending time with my wife and baby, so it uh, it all worked out pretty good, you know. Uh, that was your that was your second race with the United Dirt Lake Mile Challenge Series, right? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Tried what do you what do you think about that series and the way it's coming up? I tell you what, it, uh, they got a pretty good deal there. Um, you know, the car count is I thought was excellent. You know, that's quite a bit of cars in this area. I um, mean, I feel like they run their show well. Um, you know, the money's good for the local racers. I, I think it's uh, a really good deal there. Especially, I mean, I know the way him and Ray teaming up. You know, kind of. Trying to get something going for local guys, I think it'll uh, next year. The way it sounds, it's going to be one of the bigger things happening. So, I know we got this car here set up to with a steel motor in it. Uh, we're going to try to hit as many of them as we can. So, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. What do you think about the half hour drivers meetings? Well, they <laughs> <laughs> might be cut back just a little bit. I, I, he's, he's a that old boy's got a good heart. Maybe <laughs> you don't need to talk as much. We can get out of half an hour. Hey, Jason, you'd never know it, but that promoter is a rookie promoter doing a hell of a job, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's, I tell you what, he's got it together. He's uh, He's got a really good head on his shoulders and sounds. He's got it all headed in the right direction, and uh, I, I really do hope the best for him. I think he's he's got it going on. So. Which, yep. It's the communication. The driver's meeting to touch. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next stop, uh, Jason? Uh, I'm going to run Brunswick this weekend, uh, the Ray Miller, and then we go to uh, North Alabama and Columbus, Mississippi for two Lucas Oil shows uh, the week out next week. All right, man. We wish you the very best of luck, and we'll catch up with you down the road, man. All right. Well, I appreciate you all having me on. Thanks, man. Looking forward to talking to you again, Jason. All right. Thank you. You all have a good night. Okay. You too, man. man. And Rick, I tell you, before you go, man, uh, uh, you worked with uh, Chad uh, Starling, the announcer up at uh, at uh, Brunswick at, at uh, Golden Isle Speedway. That went pretty good. Oh yeah, I, I mean, any time that I can get somebody to work with me during that, you know, marathon race and every one of our races is just almost nonstop for almost two hundred laps. Um, it, it gives me a break, but it, it, he he he's a good one. 
Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, they, they had an excellent. I'll tell you, the staff there. Every all of us were really impressed with Perm. the staff at New, at at that racetrack was just it was quiet, confident, and they just took care of business. There wasn't any. Uh, well, I ain't into going it, to Georgia, but cool. if you ever need some um, help cool. with your announcing there, Rick, you know my phone number. You know. You know how to get there. <laughs> I said I'm not going to Georgia. All right, Rick. No, no, I'm not going to Georgia. All right. All right, man. You got, you got anything else before you get out of here? Yep. Next race, Volusia Speedway. Yeah. A combination of the National Late Model Series, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Uh, July the 19th, the Scott Thompson Memorial. It's going to be it's going to be one hell of a race. I'm going to tell you that right now. 50, 50 laps, $3,800 to win, and the contingencies and stuff just keep rolling in, so... We'll see some cars show up for this one. Yeah, and over the next few weeks here on Inside Florida Racing, we'll have uh, some of the drivers on and some uh, some of the, the folks from uh, the officials from uh, Volusia Speedway Park on with us. So, oh, great! It'll be fun. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks All for right. calling in, Rick. Rick. No problem. We'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you guys know this Did is the talk? white flag lap, you know. What are you talking about what now? What are you talking about? Racing? Are we racing? Are we racing? You know what today is? Uh, oh, are you it's talking about for the for the uh, Pandora Jewelers? No. And, um, no. Yeah. No, we oh. haven't even brought that up. But I that's see. a good thing to bring up. Yeah, it's the white it's flag. It's June 30th. One. Yeah. The last day of the first half of the year. How are we supposed to play on the same mind? <laughs> Six months. I have. Huh? Is it that make this I, I a, not a white flag? This is officially it's the, the half it's of the, the year. Halfway thing. It's yeah. There yes, everything else is downhill from here. <laughs> Think about that. Before you know it, it'll be Christmas. You know that's oh, good, Rob. Great. That's that's such a positive. <laughs> no, but it'll be Christmas, and when it gets as we get close to Christmas, that means we have to start thinking about our Pandora Jewelers Driver of the Year. Couple. Yeah, Got to get through the Driver of the Month. Who's going to be the Pandora Jewelers? Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Month is going to be the question, which we will answer next week, and hopefully uh, we do get some input. Yeah, send us some emails. Let us know what you think, huh? I can tell you who it's not going to be. Who's it not? It's not going to be that driver, the number seventy-one outlaw from Garrett from the race Saturday night at Charlotte. Uh, (laughs) Oh, we're going to talk about Charlotte County Speedway in the second (laughs) hour. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, what went on there with the late model race and uh, all that. Citrus, uh, who won that? uh, the TBRA race up at Citrus this week, Citrus County. You know, Mother, Mother Nature put a big scare on them, but uh, they did uh, get to race. Joey, Ag- was it Aguilar? Joey Aguilar won? Yeah, he won. Which one? Joey Aguilar. Shane Butler came in second. Troy DeCare came in third. Yeah, you came up with it quicker than me. Man, they have a, all kinds of cars that race at, at Citrus. Citrus has, uh, still leads the, leads the game with car count. Bandoleros. Legends, figure eights. If there's anybody, li- stock. if there's anybody listening out there who was at Putnam County and has um, actually real official updates on uh, Sean Pollock, who was injured, uh, apparently airlifted out, as I'm told, um, and is still in the hospital. That's what I was told this afternoon uh, from Joe Linebarrier at uh, Volusia Speedway yeah, Park. Yeah, we'd like to get an update. Uh, somebody was there in. Uh, Give us an update. You can call 941-228-8359. And, uh, I guess it, Robbie right. Cooper won again. Yeah, up at Citrus? Yep, second season win for him. You know, 
I got to tell you, I tried and tried. I called Mike. I left. I left six messages for Hollywood, Mike Franklin, mm-hmm. and he didn't return our calls. Uh, he's just got back into racing. You know, he's trying to take it all is, in. I think he, he wants us to talk about it. Huh? Has he gotten too big for us? No. <laughs> no, it's. And you know, the other night, I, I did, it looked like he may have been in a hurry to get out of there um, after they raced. You know, because it was early. You know, for a late model race to be over, so maybe he had a somewhere to go. Of, but a lot of the guys were leaving the well, track. Some were early. going to Auburndale to try to make a race, but you can believe Mike wasn't. Um, yes, for sure. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but. Uh, did you talk to Blake? Blake Coke? No, I didn't talk to any of them because no. I didn't make it there for the race. I missed their whole race. So what am I going to do? Because he did it too early? This is Ro- I'm it Rob was, Elting. Uh, how was your was race tonight? Done, I didn't see it. I think it was done like by uh, 9.30, 9, 9.30, the late model race. Really? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to run the big race at 9 o'clock. I think what they did was because the of was, the, oh, the okay. bad lucky yeah. weather around the track, they yep. wanted to get it Good started move. as early Good as move. possible to get it Good in. Move. And yeah. they did. They got they got all their racing in, and yeah. um, which which was good. Okay. So if we're going to talk about Charlotte, we're going to come back. Speedway, no, we're going to come right back oh, with Terry. Say, uh, Terry, we, got... we have to get Terry Roberts on like right now. So we're going to be talk right to him. We're going to be right back, folks. Okay. You're listening inside Florida Race, and we'll be right back. following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Never in the history of cinema have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Shiny, shiny star. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody, because you're not just anybody, you're a paid anybody. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. 
This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated and Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. And welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. And uh, hey, Rob, we have our yep. next guest on the line with us, and it's Terry Roberts. Terry good Roberts. Evening, Terry. Well, good evening. What's welcome happening? Welcome to the show. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, we're getting ready for a big week in this summer. Well, tell us all about it. Well, it's the uh, tenth morning of the Clyde Hart Memorial. Uh, we'll be running uh, Sunbelt Superbike models, advanced pro trucks. Southern Sportsman, uh, late models, and uh, strictly stocks for Thursday evening. We're running on Thursday um, instead of Saturday, and uh, we're looking for uh, dry weather and a beautiful night of racing. So, uh, how's your? How many uh, cars you got uh, pre-entered or that you've talked to that you know are coming? Well, you know they don't pre-enter to come to these races, so. Uh, you know, you don't uh, you don't know how many do I think we'll have. We should probably have for this race probably around twenty five or so. That's a good. That would be great. Nice now you're ta- talking yeah. about in the late model class. Uh, uh, now the, the, the late models, uh, the racers, they know about this race and uh, it's been big here. You know, for the last ten years, obviously, and uh, it happens on whatever day it falls on. Uh, who's going to be your favorite? <laughs> It does happen whatever day of all. That's right. Doesn't matter. Who's going to be your favorite to win? Uh, whoever comes in the back gate. <laughs> I can't oh, ever get Terry goodness. to give me one of his favorites. Do you like watching the races, Terry, still? I know you've been having to watch them a lot. Well, what uh, what part I get to watch of them? Well, you know, uh, uh, race night is uh, is for other people to watch the races. We, uh, we have a lot we do, and... Uh, so, uh, you know, we catch part of the race when we can. Yeah, well, you got to keep watching it, Terry. Make sure the show's good. <laughs> All right. Are you there? Your we phone's kind of going in and out. Are you still there, Terry? I am here. There okay. you go. There we go. The power of next Nextel. Yeah, you know <laughs> exactly. that. Um, I, I know what you mean when it comes to Nextel. So, so this will be the tenth annual Clyde Hart. This will be the tenth. Yeah. Um, the day David Rogers won the first one back in uh, 1999. Amazing. Uh, I think uh, Fritz and Kittleson and Anderson Russell. Well, that's about it. And uh, Sam Watts. Sam Watts. Anderson's won three, and uh, Fritz won two of them. And Sam won last year. What uh, did, I was I was uh, out of the the studio here for a minute. What uh, have, did you already go over? What time this thing uh, everything gets uh, underway? Uh, we what? open the pit gate. We open the pit gates at noon on on Thursday. Uh, they'll practice two to three, qualifying uh, two to three. Practice two to five, qualifying at uh, five thirty, 
Uh, front gate uh, will open at 4, and we have an on-track on, uh, autograph session at 6.30, and we'll go racing at 7.30. So I'm just curious. To me, a Thursday night race, to me, is unusual because I'm just used to tracks that race on, on Saturdays, Fridays, sometimes Sundays. What's prompted this to be on a Thursday? Well, Friday night, the uh, Daytona runs the uh, Nationwide Series, and on Saturday night, they run the Cup Car. Okay. This this race is frequently during the week because oh, yeah, of, absolutely yeah. be, because of it's it's always at the Fourth of yeah. July. So and is there always a good turnout even that it's on a weekend? Yeah, well, last year the rain turned out real well for it, but uh, generally there is. And this year uh, we're expecting an exceptional crowd. We've got uh, the money at runs. There's the uh, there'll be a lot of people in for for the Cup race that weekend, and you know we NASCAR's going to be there. And we try to, uh, you know, take advantage of that. Um, and we have, uh, we have, we have a number of, some of the teams running, uh, have some affiliation to some of the, uh, some of the cup teams and, uh, uh you know, they'll be down, uh, watching their, their teams run. It's like a mini speed weeks, uh, CC, uh, oh, okay. with, yeah. with, uh, you know, uh, the big race at Daytona, uh, that's going to be going on on the 4th of July or, uh. Well, they run it. What, no, well, they won't run on the fourth. Where they run Saturday? They're going to run that Saturday night. Right. That, that's the zero Coke or Coke Zero. What do they call it now? now? I don't know. They used to be it's the Coke Zero Four Hundred, powered by Coca Cola. Yeah, there you go. If that's not a in the Sprint Cup, of, in the Sprint Cup, in the Sprint uh, Cup. <laughs> hey, uh, Terry. Uh, and since Coke happens to be one of our big uh, big partners at the racetrack, we're. Uh, Glad to have them in town. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's going to work out beautifully for you, um, and and I'm sure with with the uh, race being there, obviously it it helps the hoopla around the track. And uh, like you said, um, you know there could be some names that would be there. Um, last um, time during Speed Weeks, obviously they had uh, Kyle Busch over there racing, mm-hmm. and uh, who was the other one that was there? David Streaming. Yeah, yeah Streaming was one that was there. So there's no telling who will be there, folks. You need to. Uh, Load up in the car and uh, well, let's see it. What else are you doing on the third? Well, it's a good, you know, Terry. One thing that we we sometimes we we lose sight of is is the reason for this race and and you know, Clyde Hart was uh, in the scheme of things for stock car racing in Florida was a fairly fairly significant figure. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, Clyde was it, it, he was a big fan of the Super Late models and. Uh, you know, it's because of Clyde that we still have the Governor's Cup running today. Um, and uh, he was, you know, I think a man of great vision. And uh, um, he just, um, he knew, he liked it, uh, and uh, he put uh, everything forth. And, and you know, New Smyrna still, you know, it, it, it still has his his character about it. He's just, uh, he was just um a, a strong individual, uh, but uh, people like Clyde. He, uh, very prominent in the state. Very prominent in the state. Yeah, he was a yeah he was a, uh, a well known figure around in the uh, in the halls of Tallahassee and uh, throughout the county and throughout the state. Yeah, but uh, that uh, you know he had a vision with that racetrack, and it's. Uh, you know, it's come a long way, and you, you you have to realize it's one of the probably very few 
probably count them on one hand, the number of racetracks in, in the country that still owned by the original family. Right. And, uh, you know, um, that that says something about, you know, about New Smyrna, about, uh, you know, the heritage there and the history, and it's, it's you know, it's one of the more historical uh, tracks uh, in the country. And, um, and he, he knew Bill France. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, uh, we have... Uh, um, in fact, uh, uh, Bill Jr.'s uh, grandson races with us on a weekly basis in our truck series now. That's amazing. Um, Th- that is amazing. You know, yeah. So it's, uh, it, you know, we, which one attracts a number of, of um, probably high-profile individuals that are, you know, they come there and they, they'll move on, but... Uh, just because of where it is and, and the history associated with it, uh, you know, and now with the with the Cup teams coming down testing there, that's just added another uh, you know marker there to make it you know really great racetrack. Yeah, exactly. And there's been you know over the last five years, of course, a tremendous amount of work done to the track to to upgrade it and uh, make it a, a premier facility in Florida. It's, it's a work in progress. Absolutely. Uh, you know, but uh, we're uh, you know we're proud of the uh, you know the, the accomplishments that have taken place there over the the last uh, five, six, seven years, and uh, uh, it's come a long way. And uh, this um, one of the new new additions uh, Wednesday will be uh, uh, Home Depot will be building a playground for our kids. All right. So uh, you know, Home Depot is one of our one of our big partners there, and. Um, you know, we've we've come a long way with 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 our partners, our marketing partners. There, they play a great great role in what we do. Got that big electronic uh, sign out there. That uh, is that. I bet you have you figured out how to work that thing pretty good yet? Well, you know, I did till till Saturday, and we had that lightning storm Saturday, and they have to. They're coming tomorrow to fix <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the sign. It uh, it. It's uh, it, it, you know when it works, it's really great, uh, yeah. and it, it work. It, we've got it working more now than did, it, but it's uh, it's got a lot to it that we still don't know about it. Yeah, you still you certainly when you come up on that corner, it's uh, very prominent on the corner. It's a big big sign, electronic sign that flashes. It can be programmed to up uh, to update information and make announcements. It's huge. Cool. It's, uh, yeah. it's you know, and it's uh, it, it says a lot for uh, you know. For the track and what's going on in the in there and in, in, in the direction I think the track's going and uh, what we're trying trying to do. So. Well, I, I know we'll see you there Thursday, Terry, and uh, look forward to it. And uh, hopefully, a whole lot of fans will come out and uh, help celebrate uh, a great man and a great race. Well, we appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you guys and girls on uh, on Thursday. And All right, we invite everyone to come over and uh, have a great time and. Uh, Visit uh, a great, great place, New Smyrna. Enjoy the uh, hospitality here, and uh, and uh, have a great time. All right, Terry. As always, it was nice to talk to you, buddy. Thank, thank Thanks you so guys. much. Happy Fourth of July. You too. Bye bye. All right. There you have it. Uh, Thursday night, the third of July. Get your racing started early if you happen to be going to uh, Daytona to see the Bush and the well. The nationwide series and the Sprint Cup series. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Thursday night, 
Head on over to New Smyrna. Some NASCAR guys go over there and race yeah. on Thursday night. They yeah. take their other cars and go race. They take their own cars, Sometimes. their own team. Yeah. So they might own a car where somebody's going to be driving one of their drivers because it makes it convenient for them because it's right there. That's why, you know, Clyde Hart, he was good friends. He's a good old boy, man. So he was good friends with all them guys, you know, that uh, started NASCAR mm-hmm. and everything. So uh, Terry was right. The track has a lot of history, a lot of history at New Smyrna Speedway. New Smyrna Speedway ain't going nowhere. It'll always be there. Right? And like I said, it's at, a, it's at a light. It's just at a place. It's at a traffic light. And you look up, it's a big old hill. It's a racetrack right there. You go there for one of the big races like the Governor's yeah. Cup or like the Clyde Hart. Race. This would be a big race for them. It's uh it's it's a pretty cool thing to go to. It's, uh, it's a it's big a, big racetrack too. It'd be the biggest racetrack you've ever seen big, a race on. Badass fast. Got a plan to go over there sometime. Yeah. yeah, there and at Lakeland. Lakeland's Lakeland's another big speedway, but New Smyrna is a big speedway and it's a little bit different. It's just a fast racetrack. Things happen really fast there. Uh, Do you ever race there? Yeah, I raced there a few times. Never was really good there, but I ran the Florida Pro Series when they ran there. Mm-hmm. We'd run. Orlando on Friday night and New Smyrna on Saturday night, so it was real tough. You had to keep your car under you on Friday night on a 125 lap race for Saturday night, you know. So yeah. I remember tearing my car up pretty good there. I hit some oil that somebody dumped on the racetrack and some gear oil, and ended up backing in the wall. Another car hit me while I was backing in the wall. So you can have a good wreck there, but you can have a good time there too. It's a fast place. Question. Wait, wait, you want me to turn the mic on so I talk? Yeah, it you're helps. Gonna talk. You, think, you think? It helps. Yeah, hey, good go question. Ahead. I was just sort of wondering. Um, with the race cars, do they not use normal, you know, like uh, like coolant? Do you only run water? Because that was one of the things they were talking about at CCMP. I heard them talking about Saturday night was there might have been some antifreeze. I'll tell you why. Instead of just water. Because water, they can dry up. Excuse me just a minute. This is Real Race in USA. Who do we have on the air? Wild Child. The Wild Child. What's up, Wild Child? Hey there. What's up? Best best flag man in town. We're uh, out of town. <laughs> yeah. So what time did you make it home uh, Sunday, Jack? We finally pulled in the driveway at ten five about about 10 o'clock. I got back to St. Augustine about 6. Yeah. I had I had forgotten all about that. I'd already been through that. I'd had a had an experience here on the radio show. I've, I've kind of like be deprogramming now. You got to bring it all back up. <laughs> I'm getting tired all over again. Oh, I slept all day Sunday. <laughs> I'm glad I have an understanding life. Yeah. So what's up? What's up, man? Not much. Uh, talked to Bubba the Love Sponge this morning on his show, and he's been uh, talking up uh, Golden Isle Speedway and. I have to admit, it's uh, not really, really good facility. And if anybody in the entire state of Florida wants to see some fast racing, they need to get up there and see that racetrack. It is fast, is it not? Oh, yes, very, very fast. Um, three, four wide through the turns down the front stretch, and uh, it's big and fast. What did Bubba have to say about it all? Um, oh, he enjoyed it. Uh, he was enthusiastic about... Um, the uh, the layout, um, the actual track surface. Um, he was bragging on the uh, banana pudding that uh, they have in the concession stand, and uh, they have some food there that you normally wouldn't find at a racetrack. Actually, good food, right? Oh yes, excellent food, excellent food. I tried the banana pudding. Um, 
got a couple of their slaw dogs, and they were good. Yeah, you could probably get you a good iced tea up there in Georgia, too. Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask for an iced tea. I had a uh, Diet Coke. How could you be in Georgia and not drink some sweet tea? I don't know, because that's usually what I order at a restaurant is sweet tea. It's off on a Diet Coke kick. Yeah. What, is Coke, is Coke sponsoring you now, too? <laughs> no, they sponsor the racetrack, though. Yeah, they're trying to get in everywhere. Everybody needs a little Coke, right? Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> when's CC going to come and uh, be another uh, do another honorary uh, starter? Oh, um, I don't know. I, I'd love to do it again, though. Well, you're not going to be at uh, Charlotte when the checkered flag sprints come this time, huh? Uh, no. Uh, I had plans for the fourth. Um, if they had run the fifth like they originally were scheduled, I could have made it. But I'm not going to be there on the fourth. Well, but, I, but you I, will be there in on August, in right? August. Oh, yes. For yeah. the series. Then, then it's a date. Yes. I'll be there for the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series when they're on asphalt, which should be uh, a real neat show. They're as fast on asphalt as they are on dirt. And uh, I'll be there July 19th when they show up in Volusia. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, they're a real good team. And I hear you're going to have uh, my other boss, Don Reams, on. Yes. Sometime tonight. Yeah, he's Don's going to Don Reams will be with us here in a little bit. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm busy boy yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah. So when are you going to have a big announcement to make? What, are you getting uh, married again? Uh, hopefully within a couple of months I'll have all of my ducks in a row and I can start taking applications for my official school. That's right. People can learn how to be a flag man or woman. Yeah, right. man, or learn how to be an official. Yeah, be an official <laughs> official. Yeah, an official official. and uh, I know some tracks that you could probably go to. and uh, Rob, uh, Rob, you're just hitting all the bases tonight, aren't you? I tell you, Jack, uh, it's poke, poke, Rob. Well, he's like been poking at people all night. I think that Wild Child ought to send into every racetrack his card. <laughs> it would be so funny. To every racetrack, send them your flyer telling them that you're opening up your... Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's funny. I have uh, uh, not all, but most of the racetracks endorsing the school. Yeah, well, That's they need great. to endorse it with their flagmen. <laughs> Rob. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not even mad at any flagmen right now. Not at all. Good thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's, it's a good thing, you know. <laughs> well, you're still racing, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm, I don't get mad at the flagmen anymore because the flagmen, they don't make the calls, so it's not their fault. Uh, some of us do. Well, you, you know how it is. I don't get to watch many of your races. Oh, Lordy. You know, I'm stuck on asphalt. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I, I'd love to be on the dirt, but I just have not been able to uh, quite make it there, you know, because where I'm living in Charlotte County, unless Bobby puts dirt over the top, I can't afford the gas in my truck. Let's see, if I filled my truck up, I might be able to make it to Sarasota before I got to fill a damn thing up again. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> You got a truck like me, about thirteen miles to the gallon. If that's on a good day, going downhill with wind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite the night up there, and uh, they had. I'm sure you could attest too. They had a a great racetrack up there, and it's also they have a, a really a good team of officials. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> what was uh, that? A poke and a plug right there. Poke. Yeah, no. I, I read somewhere where where people were saying, well, maybe they should have gotten. Uh, canceled some of the local shows but i the way frank did it with i mean he tried to get us in and gone get all our qualifying done and get all the heats done and then ran one class 
in between the heats and the, the B mains, and then between the B mains and the feature ran another one, so it kind of gave um, our guys time to get their cars adjusted for the feature and and so on. So, And I was amazed that there was still a crowd Absolutely. in the stands with kids at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. That uh, amazes to me, too. Yeah, you, you know, guys must have really I, been in the country. I was one of those people muttering to myself that perhaps well, that night while it was going on that I thought that, that there were points where I, I thought, man, maybe they shouldn't have had all these classes. But then by the time I was leaving, I was thinking, man, with all these people here, they obviously don't care. No. no. And, I mean, there is, And that's what it's about. Yeah. The stands were still oh, three-quarters half full when uh, our feature rolled out on the track. <laughs> I still, I so you guys were just slid into a program then that I they were wanting to watch it. everything else. <laughs> I still in. can't believe it. This was bizarre. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was good. Um, I guess. I, well, I've heard as well. Like, I guess the George, people from Georgia know how to run a dirt racetrack, and they really enjoy it. Yeah, they but do. I, Absolutely. I some of our fans down here up against them. Say what? I said I put some of our Florida fans that follow dirt racing up up against the Georgia fans. Well, it, you know, at uh, four o'clock in the it, morning, they'd be thinking it, about going home. It seemed to me that that you know, I, I mean, I didn't realize. I had never been to Brunswick. I'd been by there a zillion times, but I'd never been to that racetrack. And I, I, I didn't realize it, it's actually not all that much out of out of Florida. I mean, it's half the people there. I said earlier was from Jacksonville. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, and they they love their dirt track racing up there. Well, well, child, it, I tell you, it's a date. When you're at CCMP in August, um, United Dirt Lake Models, I will be up in the tower with up in the uh, flag stand with you. All right, that's a date then. I'm looking forward. You guys to that. are silly. And hey, and uh, what, how, how do they uh, find out more information about the Flagger School? Um, right now, we're trying. Jack and I are trying to put a website together, and I'm hoping to have that done within the next, well, by the end of July. Year. And uh, then uh, the website will be uh, shorttrackracingofficialschool.com. Well, that's a short name. Yeah. <laughs> Shortest one I could come up with it. Set that was a kid kitty day. <laughs> so it takes him a couple minutes to say it. Go ahead. We love you, kid. You know that. <laughs> Wild Child. Yeah. You, sh- you should have called it wildchildofficiating.com. <laughs> yeah, we could all spell that easily. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah. we got to run. We'll talk to you soon and we'll get that website out. It'll be out probably in July, huh? All righty, yeah. Hey, stay out of trouble. Good night. All right. Good night. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, nice to hear from him. Now, what were you guys talking about? About uh, I'm going to tell some, you some shenanigans. No, she's talking about antifreeze on the racetrack, and the whole deal is the antifreeze on an asphalt track. It doesn't evaporate. Water evaporates and dries right out. Antifreeze just kind of stays on the track and stays slippery. So racetracks far and wide um, always banned it from you okay. to put it in your car. And it's an environmental deal, too. It's not environmentally safe to go in the ground. It was the first time I ever heard it brought up at a race. That's Sometimes why I just so, uh, at, I at some racetracks, they, they'll DQ you or do something to you, take some points away. Because it eats at the racetrack, it's just it's not a good thing. Now, the new they have new coolant, the orange coolant that's out. It really doesn't affect that. So you'll see cars sometimes that may have some of the orange coolant mm-hmm. in there. Um 
but um, green coolant's a no-no. Anytime you see green coming out, you know that's a rookie racer probably. Okay. Because all cars push water out of them. Any of them race cars out there, they all leak water out of them, push it out sometime or another because they get hot. So um, if you've got coolant in there, not only will they smell it, but uh, they'll see it. So see green coming out of the car. <laughs> now, it did turn out that it wasn't um, coolant, that it was um, some kind of oil mixed in with water because of the, the impact of the crash. Speaking of impact, who's on the phone? Mr. Don Ream. Hey, Don. Don Ream, how you doing? I'm good, and yourself? Doing really well. Doing great, great doing great. How's the series going? Uh, it's coming along very well. Checkered Flag Sprint Series. Yes, sir. Hmm. And it's coming to uh, Charlotte County Motorsports Park, what, this Friday night? Yes, ma'am. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Friday? Friday the 4th of July. Oh, getting an early start. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got good response. We're going to run some extra laps. We're going to run 35 laps instead of 30. And we've got some sponsorship uh, money to increase the purse for that. And uh, we uh, have now got about 19 or 20 cars that have pre-registered to race in the event. So the car count's coming up and looks like uh, we're going in the right direction with our program. So. It sure sounds like you are, you know, and that's uh, what we talked about before. You'd start it, and then from there it'd go, and uh, the cars would come, and the car count is going up, and uh, I'm glad to see it, you know. Good to see another good series of uh, sprint cars out there. Well, I, it just gives them an opportunity to run um, with some other cars. Uh, some of these guys that uh, don't feel like they can run and be competitive with the wing cars. They can come and run with us, and and uh, some of them have never run pavement, and they get their feet wet running pavement. And uh, I just um, had a young lady come in today, and her parents and and them are coming from up in the central part of the state, and they're they've never run pavement before, but they're looking forward to doing it. She come out of uh, quarter midgets, and then she ran mini sprints. Uh, Amanda Ferguson. So, yeah. So you're uh, you're actually building this thing sort of from the ground up in in some ways too. Well, exactly. We're we're uh, we're drawing, uh, if you want to call it new blood, uh, different different people that have not raced uh, sprint cars on pavement and and things of that nature before. So uh, the interest is there. They seem to be. Um, they come and race, and and they go away and and say that, you know, oh, we'd like to come back. And we've got cars coming out of the Daytona area. Um, Ryan Parton uh, has come over and run two or three times, and he's not participated on the pavement too much before, and and he's having a tremendous time. He he. Uh, his biggest complaint is we don't race enough. So, <laughs> Well, this is really good, Don, because at a time when we hear um, people complaining of low car counts in other classes, it's nice to hear that people are actively searching you out and want to make the switch and enter into this class because realistically, 
these sprints are are aren't a sort of an inexpensive class to race in, um, with 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 tires and and fuel and everything. So, but that that's I think that's a wonderful sign that their new blood is coming in and um, you know and and people are making the change and well, wanting to try I the asphalt. Completely, it in uh, you know you you spoke that it's an expensive class. Uh, any type of racing is expensive, no matter what class it is, because usually they, the rule of thumb is usually a, a person will get into a class that's about one step above what they can really afford. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just been rule of thumb for years and years mm-hmm. and years, and the sprint cars are no different. I mean, you know, it's... it's uh, Sort of like some of us live our lives uh, just a little bit beyond our means. <laughs> That's the American way, isn't yeah. it? Well, yes. And uh, some of the things that we are trying to do to help the uh, help the people uh, participate in this is that, you know, get the the uh, back of the field, the, the people that's the backbone of your club or your organization – make sure that they receive enough money that they can continue to participate. This is uh, a situation where they're the ones that need the money to be able to come next time we race and and have fun. You talk about boats, and everybody says, well, a boat's nothing but a hole in the water that you can throw money into, and, and this is very true, but... A lot of people do that because that's what they enjoy. Well, the people that race, no matter what class it is, race because they truly enjoy it. And there are times when I I believe that they take from their family so that they can race. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. It's an addiction. Believe me, it is an addiction. How I, dare I, you bring that out in public? <laughs> That's Don, terrible, Don. Don, Don we didn't realize you were such a controversial figure here. <laughs> You're really pushing buttons. Right. <laughs> Rob's feeling uncomfortable. Oh, man. But it is it is addictive, and I can attest to that. I've been addicted to it since I was 8 or 10 years old, and that's been a number of years. We won't go into any more details than that. <laughs> but... Uh, it's it's something that once it gets in your blood, you can't get that out. I, I really do believe it. There's only been a few people that I know of that's, that were active in racing and just walked away and never looked back. So. Well, Don, I think that you misunderstood CC. She was saying that your class is a relatively inexpensive class as um, it goes no. with sprint cars. Well, I, I said it is an expensive class to get into compared to like – no, 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 compared to like a four-cylinder class. Like oh, a I thought you were talking four. about matching it no. with other cars. I think you that know, it's a – Sprints is – it's know, a – well, what about for like that, though, Don, uh, for a guy that wants to get into sprint car racing and doesn't necessarily want to run a midget, it's definitely got to be an affordable deal. Well, it's, it's considerably uh, less expensive or uh, cost – you know, uh, efficient because with the non-wing cars, you can run tires a little longer. And as a supplier of fuel, I can see a big difference. When I serviced the, the wing cars, the fuel consumption per car was up. Uh, so the fuel consumption is down. Um, you don't run the car 
as wide open for as long because you don't have the wing putting the downforce on it to to get through the corner. So you have to have a little more finesse and puts more driver back in the car. Well, I think it's important that uh, people do understand that, you know, because I think that in this economy that we're in, as much as fuel's costing and everything like that, you know, uh, Sprint cars are on alcohol, right? Yes. Uh, what's the price of alcohol today for a gallon? Well, this is this is very strange. Uh, just about a month ago, it went from four seventy five to four twenty five. Yeah, it went down. I see, that's affordable for uh, those that don't realize, like the fuel that I have to use in my late well, model and is eight dollars. Now, and here's here's wow. another thing too. Um, around the country. The biofuels is becoming a very big thing. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, of course, in some parts of our country, especially in California, people have been running diesel uh, cars and trucks on on vegetable oil for a long time. Have any race car – Don, you're around race car drivers at your shop and all that all the time. Are any of these guys doing any of that with their diesel equipment? Uh there's a couple people that uh, have talked about it a great deal, and I'm going to tell you something that's going to surprise a, a lot of people. To make that biogradable diesel out of vegetable oil, you use methanol. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, and that has driven the cost of methanol up uh, nationwide. In, in January and February, Fuel that same fuel that we're talking about was up over seven dollars a gallon. They were charging seven dollars a gallon at some places to race for for methanol. Yes. What's methanol made out of? Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to ask that, and I'm not sure. I thought it was corn. No, no, no. This you can't drink this. <laughs> this is oh, I'm all mixed up. No, I'm just kidding. No, I thought that it was a byproduct of corn, but maybe not. No. So you're saying it's 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 went from 475 and now it's continued to go down to 425 a gallon yes. now? Yes, that's good. Now yes. now why don't why don't more tracks go to running alcohol in their regular cars like in a late model? Why don't we run alcohol in our late models? Well, on how much does Barbera cost you for your late model now? Oh, a thousand bucks. Okay, you're gonna have to. Now everybody would have to spend another thousand dollars. Or more to get a methanol carburetor. You can't just take that carburetor and change it and change the jets and make it work. Right. It's a it's a completely different. I mean, it has to be completely re, re manufactured to run methanol. Well, if you do the math, if it costs me a thousand dollars more if I race ten times during the year, I'd pay for it. Well, there again, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they don't run it because it, it because of the way. It, why don't they, that's kind of a weird question. I'd like we to will ask find about. an expert next week. Yeah, huh? well, I, I wonder how come with asphalt that they never have done that. Now I know tracks like most dirt tracks, okay, mm-hmm. run alcohol. Uh, the tracks up in other states run alcohol on their asphalt cars. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I the, thought uh, only sprint cars did. I didn't no, know that. Uh-uh. Yeah, really. No, most of the. Uh, I think a lot, one of the things I guess I'm going to say about methanol as opposed to gasoline, how many gallons of gasoline do you burn a night? Uh, in a 100-lap race, probably 15 gallons. Okay. 
you could not even think about running 100 laps on methanol for 15 gallons. Then there you no, go. That's what the reason probably it's probably, is. Probably, it's, it's almost double. Okay. Now, I know what ethanol is. Ethanol is made from corn and, and from Yeah, ethanol is like so a what's, gas what's, sort. Well, ethanol is because you could, that's what they, that's what they yeah, run in the like flex gas. fuel parts. Yeah. Well, so then ethanol, what's meth- actually, methanol. the Indy cars are running 100% ethanol. All right. And it's gas-based, right? No, not to my knowledge. It's a methanol or, you know. Alcohol, what? Yes, it's an alcohol comparable. They had to make some modifications to the the uh, jetting and things like that, I was told. But basically, it's a, you know, from uh, corn products or soybean or whatever they're getting the, 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 that from. But... The uh, the whole deal is that to do that, it's costly. I mean, it's it's other than you're just not using crude oil, um, you're still spending a lot of money to produce this ethanol and and things of this other. Yeah, but vegetable oil, they take used stuff. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Rob. But uh, the like the storm pay late models they run hundred lap late model race we watched them run yes we did they run now wait a minute that was crate motors well now that see, was crate I motors they that. probably ran on gas yeah I think that you will find that all those late models when they run these hundred lap races they are all on I know the winter nationals at at East Bay uh, those guys are all on gas okay, okay. Uh, all right that makes be- sense just because of the the consumption of fuel, you know, in comparison. So, so um, what's Ken Kenny running for laps over there, uh, Jagaroo? What are you talking about? How many laps? Hundred? No, they run uh, like this last one was fifty. Okay. Well, he's, those are all some are forty. Okay. I mean, they they could probably, in that case, they could probably run alcohol or methanol in a forty lap race or something like that. Most of the guys are set up to run, and that would mean they'd have to have a different fuel bladder and everything else for methanol of fares to gasoline. Yeah, right. the, the biggest expense of these guys, though, uh, bigger than what they race on the track, is, is getting to the track, isn't it? Yes. So that's what yeah. I was referring I to, so. the big diesels mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But uh, who are some of the who, who are some of the other? You mentioned uh, a young lady that's going to be new at the, in the deal coming up. Um, you got any other new... new uh, New drivers coming aboard? Uh, we've got a couple that have not raced with us before. Tommy Nichols, uh, Shane Miller, both have participated with Wings and without Wings throughout the state in the past, but they've not run with us before. Tampa boys, might I add. Yes. Tampa boys. Yes. Yes. Tommy Nichols been racing for a long time. Shane Miller as well comes from a big-time racing family. Right. Yeah. And. Um, Darren, his cousin, is uh, he actually ran, what did he finish, second or third in our last show. So Is he coming? Is Darren coming too? Yes. I graduated from high school with Darren Miller. Is that right? Yeah, Chamberlain High School, 1984, with Darren Miller. Yeah, the question is, has anybody got anything for Slaviak? Uh, isn't that the truth? I guess we'll find out he, come uh, Friday night. He just went and ran the USAC show in in Richmond this last Friday. Really? Yeah. Um, you're talking about 
Now, here's here's something that's kind of shocking. They had this was a USAC national event, sprint cars and Silver Crown cars, in conjunction with the IRL at Richmond, and they had 15 sprint cars and they had 15 Silver Crown cars. What are the Silver Crown cars looking like these days? The old style. Okay. Now, is, now, is 15 a, a real low car count for that event? For a major sure. event like that, it is. Is it on TV? Was it on TV, televised? I don't think it was. Well, that's terrible. Yes, it is. To be honest I mean, with you. And I'm not, I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, we're fortunate that we, the car count that we're getting, and there's a major organization, and, and they're struggling to, to be right in that same. And it was probably most of it's getting to the, Getting there and back, huh? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's a it's a major deal. I mean, uh, you you figure uh, it's probably got to be for those guys. Most of them come out of Indiana. What would that be? Seven eight hours. Yeah. Local racetracks have got to be doing better and better and better with all this hardship. You know, of getting yeah. to the races. The local racetracks have got to be doing better. It's just got to help them. Right. Yeah. You know, and there it? again, even even so. It's uh, it's putting a burden on people to go to the races, even mm-hmm. the spectator, um, just because the the daily cost of fuel and the entertainment dollar is being shaved down, so that they're not able to spend as much money going to events like this. Well, Don, you got to look on the bright side, though. They're not charging us for the air we breathe yet. No, <laughs> but I figure they're working on that. Yeah, if they can figure a way. Uh... Yeah, I think that uh, all the track owners and promoters are all trying to, uh, you know, work different ways to try to, uh, uh, you know, lure, if you would, for, uh, you know, a better word, lure the crowd, you mm-hmm. know, to their place, whether it be dropping the price to get in or giving deals once they're in there or letting the kids in for free. Free beer. Yeah, uh, you can't do that unless you don't have a liquor license, but, you know, <laughs> if you got a liquor license, sell it because, you know, you can. Um uh, there's there's no telling what's what it's all going to turn into, but I will say this that I, I I do think that your your series, like I said before, has really come along since the you know start wasn't that long ago, and uh, you know words got out and more and more cars are showing up, and you well, know this will be our we started in February and we run once a month, so that's this will be what our sixth race. Yeah. That's not very many races in to already be getting into a close to twenty car count. Right, and uh, you know, I'm you know, very proud of of what has been accomplished so far. Uh, we've had a lot of a lot of help with sponsorship. Uh, the Barfields have stepped up and and done a tremendous amount of help with us. We've got a point fund this year already, and and those things mean quite a bit uh, to be able to the first year to have a have a. Uh, a point fund have uh, a tire uh, program where you get so much back for each tire that you sell to put into the point fund. Those things all help and make this thing grow and and be prosperous. and And we're able we've been able to put all this together in this short period of time. So it's definitely coming along in the correct way. You know, Friday night. Right. I know there's plenty of those cars still out there, still sitting in garages where guys could be racing them, you right. know. Right. So all we can do is keep putting Race the word out. at 6 o'clock. And it's, uh, what, cfss.com? Right. 
CFSSS.com? No. CFSSeries.com. Oh, that's right. CFSSeries.com. You're supposed to know that. Yeah, well. Fun, I can't remember all the stuff. He man. knows so these much. 26, these 26-hour trips just drive me off. You know, they, they make me lose. I'm glad he only goes to Georgia once a year because let me tell you, all we've had to hear about this for the last hour, you just wouldn't believe. <laughs> well, did he drive coming back? He always drives. Yes, I always drive. He oh. stays awake. He drives. He can go for 30 hours with no sleep. Oh, okay. Driving. Right. Ugh. <laughs> hey, we'll see you Friday night, man. All right, sir. Thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing everybody, and hopefully we'll... Oh, one other thing, that uh, at intermission we're going to have an autograph session. They can come down on the track and get autographs, get their picture taken they have a camera and get the picture taken with the car and the driver. and That's great. The kids That's love that. Awesome. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. It works out very well. It makes everybody. Now they've got somebody that they personally know. They talk mm-hmm. to somebody. That's right. Now they're not just hollering or maybe they're just sitting there before. Now they, uh, they are actually involved because they got that guy's picture or that girl's picture. And, you know. That's very cool. It, uh. We need to generate fans, and that's that's the whole thing we're trying to do is build a fan base so that they follow what's going on with the particular driver and, and work on that. So, Well, Don, we need to generate fans, and we do that by generating excitement, and you guys at the Checkered Flag Sprint Series certainly generate excitement. And uh, Friday night, Charlotte County Motorsports Park. You've got it. See ya. All right. Bye, thank Don. you so much. Take it easy. Yes, sir. There you have it. Friday night. Uh, so I guess Bobby's got a big Friday Saturday gig going. Yes. This week. Yep. And um, it's going to be you know two nights of big racing, and he's have he's doing a special two nights of racing this weekend for twenty five dollars. That's his that's his big thing. What I want to know about is how successful Putton is going to be this Friday night with their five dollar Friday night. That's a good. That's a, that's a good thing. How can right? you think, miss? How you can't miss? And I think that. it's great. And you know, that's just something I think. You know, maybe other tracks. Because not every track races on Friday, but every now and then, when they have a Friday race, maybe they should institute that five dollar Friday. Get more fans in. And you have to let people know it. Yes, you have to that's advertise, 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 advertise. Is somebody getting elbowed right there? <laughs> um. All I can say is if I had a racetrack, it'd be open on Friday and Saturday nights for sure. I don't care. I'd have something racing there Friday and Saturday nights at all times. Um, you know, you got to do what you can to get the crowd there, and I think a repetition is the best thing. Just like in radio, you must do it constantly, all the time. All right, here's one of the, here's one of the things. Here's one of the mistakes that not just track owners, but people in business make all the time with advertising. And, Cece, you, you can attest okay. to this. They will buy advertising spots or, or, or advertising in the newspaper. They'll buy some, some spots, a, an ad in the yeah. newspaper. And they'll run it this week, and they look for the results that weekend. Not going to happen. Not going Not to happen. happen. They, they run it the next week, and there's a little bit, and they say, I've spent this much money. I'm not doing this no more because it's not working. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Are you ready for this? If you're not going to run it for for at least at least thirteen weeks, it well, may take a year. It might take a year, but when it kicks in, 
Lord have mercy, it will work. And it's the same in radio advertising, Jack. They have to hear a commercial over and over again to get it sunk into their head where it's just they're not even thinking. This is an idle chatter, folks. This is the real deal. This is the way it is. I did a radio show one time called The House Doctor that I invented, that I wrote, and did did for a year the same exact way every time I did it. I tried to instill this in the people that own the business that were behind us in that. And to this day, she wanted to change it. That's why I was gone. I left. And I miss you every Tuesday. And I guarantee you the show does not produce the results that it was producing. There is a definable, and you can actually, if you keep records, and it's one of the reasons it's so important when you're running radio advertising Mm -hmm. or you're running uh, ads in newspapers or magazines, it's very important to keep accurate records of what you're doing with your advertising exactly and track try to track res- results over a long period of time because you can you will see that every type of advertising you do has a different lag of effectiveness so there's a point where it starts working like for one particular person that helps us out here on our show with all of our shirts and stuff like that fancyworkembroidery.com that's right uh, repetition every week we talk about them and just about them only mm-hmm. because they're the only ones that help us out with anything right. you know what and you can be a sponsor of this great show inside florida racing we will talk about you on the air you will get on our website you know the the possibilities uh for us to help you are endless you just need to get a hold of us yeah um repetition um What's the name of the fancy uh, footworks? Fancyworkembroidery.com, and that's fancy with an I. Fancyworkembroidery.com. Just uh, click on their link on our website. Yeah, now, now how I know that is... is that Turn your mic on. That's how you know it. How I know that is the thing about the... the adver- how I know about the advertising deal is that's... I used to have to do that as my job. Mm-hmm. I, my job for a company was to track... And do all the record keeping, and that's you know, how I learned. And one of the things that's really interesting about that is if you're going to have your employees poll, like as customers come through, how did you hear about this? You really have to make sure everybody's asking the question the same way. Sure. Specifically, um, so you get accurate results for that. Who's on the line, Jackson? How you doing? Mike from Putnam County. What's hey, up, Mike? Mike. How's it going? A couple of different questions. Uh, sure. First of all, how is... Uh, Sean. Sean. Uh, as of right now, Sean has a broken nose, six vertebrae is cracked, and he's going to have some surgery tomorrow to do some work on his back. Um, he had swelling on his brain, however, that's gone down. And the last thing we heard was he may even be getting out of the hospital by the end of the week. So everything goes good. So uh, how, how, how did he sustain these injuries? Um, his car uh, did a flip and actually... Uh, nose dived into the turn one and hit on the corner of uh, the driver's side on the roll bar upside down. And uh, we don't know if he actually come out of his seat belts or just, you know, wasn't strapped in tight enough or what and just flung around inside the car. He actually sustained the injuries from hitting um, when he flipped over. But um, he was airlifted out of here to Shands Hospital in Gainesville. Well, that was unfortunate. You know, it is something that is uh, part of racing. All of us drivers know that when we go, and I'm sure he understood that. And uh, 
Uh, besides that, we want to ask you, we hope that he gets better. Everything's okay with him. Uh, we wanted to ask you about your $5 Friday coming up. Yeah, it's going to be uh, $20 a car load, up to five people in the stands, or $5 per person, general admission. It's going to be 800 to win, open-wheel modified, um, all our regular classes, hobby stocks, pure stocks, sportsmen, mini stocks, four-cylinder bombers, Saturday, July 5th. There you have it. Sounds like a full uh, field going out. Uh, yep. Did you guys uh, continue your race night after this accident? No, once that that was actually the last feature, and we called the feature at that point. Everybody was, the field was froze, and uh, that's how we ended the night. And we will be taking donations at the track. Uh, our drivers will be going through the stands, doing a helmet draw, and, uh, you know, passing their helmets through the uh, stands for donations uh we also will be taking donations at the speedway for the family i know him and his better half just had a baby about two months ago so um i was told it'll probably be in a neck brace or a halo type uh apparatus for a while so um anything that uh anybody could do for the family i'm sure they'd greatly appreciate it if they need any uh, information, they can contact us here at the Speedway, 386-649-3010, or go on our website, www.putnamcountyspeedway.org. Well, hopefully you're going to have a huge turnout this weekend that will help with the fundraising. And, and I just want to tell you, hats off to you for making racing affordable for the families to go out and watch. Well, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give back to the fans. We know the economy's tough, money's tight, gas prices are outrageous, so... Um, you know, we're doing what we can to get fans to the Speedway and, uh, you know, get some interest back on the local level here. All right, Mike. I appreciate you calling in and uh, giving us an update. Sure, no problem. Thanks All right. so much. Take care. There you have it. Uh, Mike with uh, Putnam County Speedway uh, giving us uh But if five people in for 25 bucks. Yeah, they're going to have That's a... Awesome. Uh, Big night there, and they're they're getting their pay schedule up better for their modifieds. Eight hundred to win. That's going to be good, and uh, all the regular classes. So, uh, you know, they're working it. They've uh, come a real long way since uh, mm-hmm. you know they spent so many weeks not racing or doing anything uh, to where they're at today. Um, now let's talk about Charlotte County, Speedway. which is why CC back to that point. Yeah. Which is why it is so important to actually plan out an advertising budget. Yes, it is. You see that, yes. right? I yes. Mean, that's what, yes, yeah. it is. You have to do that when mm-hmm. you're it, to make it work successfully. It has to be planned out. It's what's the old saying? You have to spend money to make money. Yeah, it's not just a, a cute phrase. It, it, it's, it's reality. It's reality. Yeah, absolutely. So all you track owners out there need to pay attention to that. When well, you got these I, big races coming up, you want to get some people there, and you really want to guarantee that you have them there. Do some advertising for it that you can afford whatever you can afford. I'm sure that it'll all come back. With the rain, I know it must be tough to be a track owner oh, right it's, now it's and lay out all the advertising thinking that it's going to rain. And uh, all I can say is that, uh, you know, here in Charlotte County where we're blessed to be living right now, uh, you know, Bobby's had uh, two solid good weeks of when everyone else probably thought mm-hmm. that they'd be rained out for sure with clouds and rain all over, you know, gets no uh, no rain out, gets his full show in. And uh, like I said, I didn't make it to the late model race. I missed the late model race, you know. You missed uh, a lot of crashing and bashing. I heard, you know, uh, I did talk to Joe Winchell, 
who uh, led the first part of the race and had an issue and ended up in the back and ended up getting in a crash. And uh, Blake said there wasn't enough green flags to re- Blake Coke said there wasn't enough green flags from his perspective to really uh, to really accomplish something getting up, yeah. and getting going. Yeah, and I felt and, I mean, and Ross Chastain just had. Yeah, he had I saw problems. parts and pieces he, of his car yeah, sitting at the racetrack. Yeah, parts and pieces of his car, exactly. And, but uh, he, Padula, he got like the, Padula, goody, the Goody's Headache uh, Award. No, that, that, that would go to Padula just, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gary, Gary once again put the car into a wall and there was Check problems. Check it out. Jack, I get there, right? The late mile race is over. But I get up at the track. I was fixing to start the street stock, the outlaw street stock race. And I look at the big tires over there at turn uh turn one i see the big tires and they're all sitting there and i can tell that water has come out of every one of them that was my first question to dutch when i got there was mm-hmm. uh you know what happened he's like yeah padula crashed his car up pretty good there he must have had a hell of a wreck there it was it, it was it was bad but it wasn't as bad as this the one that i saw when he went into a, the wall at turn yes. one and it was full flames this yeah. was just a little flame he was, it was beside me at that time i was racing i was glad that that was him and not me I will say they had 22 cars show up, um, big field of cars, you know. And, uh, you know, when they run uh, the late models there, uh, it's it's a small racetrack, small area, so a lot of action happens. Mm-hmm. So uh, it makes for a good race for some and for others. It's uh, terrible. Um, I want to talk, uh, you know, we talked about it before. Mike Franklin Jr. won the race. Congratulations to him. Um, great race. Bobby Shelton in second. Kevin Macy. Right there in third place, mm-hmm. and uh, Blake caught there, uh, Coke there, uh, with fast time. Um, he did well too. Finished fourth, and Wayne Morris was fifth. Uh, I I would have liked to see the race. I see Randy Fox finished ninth. What's going on, Randy? Well, not Randy, even. His... Randy had some issues. There was issues, um, you know, and and so he had some problems and. Yeah, it was you a know, nice was, night. It was they, nice and cool. It wasn't it was, hot. Well, I know, but there was just the, there was the cars on the track, and they they were, you know, they were being boys and hitting each other, bumping they into were each being, other. They were being they were being boys. That's very good. Imagine if it was twenty two <laughs> girls out there racing well, cars. Well, Thursday, yeah. they were, Thursday. They were, some of them were just it, was just, it got rough at times. Let me tell you, thir- Thursday when the uh, Sun Belt Super Late Mile Series takes the track at New Smyrna, nobody better be being boys because you can be get men. hurt and. Uh, Matt Bowers, who is uh, second in points in the uh, Sunbelt uh, Super Late Model Series this year, is uh, with us on the line. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Matt. Hey, nice to be here. All right. Uh, what is that? Uh, what is uh, the address to your website real quick, Matt? Uh, MattBowersRacing.com. Oh, that's it. I forgot the racing part. I knew it was on there. Uh, you, you did a, a, a pretty cool interview uh Tell us about that. Tell us about that special interview you were able to do. Um, we did an interview, uh, I think it was two years, two or three years ago, with uh, Larry McReynolds, who's a broadcast analyst for Fox Sports and does a lot of stuff for the pre-race and NASCAR and everything. And uh, You know, just uh, being a part of that was great. Uh, Larry McReynolds, when we talked to him at first, you know, he, he didn't... He didn't uh, he didn't back down at all. He was ready to do it, and uh, he's a great guy. We raced with his son, Brandon McReynolds, in the uh, Bandoleros at the summer shootout, and uh, we just became great friends. And, you know, that interview was, <laughs> that was uh, uh, my first big, my, my I think my first big uh, real interview with somebody like that. Well, you guys went <laughs> after that interview as in order to promote yourself and make a, a CD or a DVD or something? 
Yeah, you know, that was something me or my dad and I were, uh, were working on real hard. Is something, you know, we had the DVD together, we had some good footage of the in-car and stuff like that, but nothing that really spiced it up. So we had to go, you know, a little outside the box, and uh, we talked to Larry, and, you know, he didn't, he was he was on board 100% from the get-go, so, you know, uh, a lot of thanks to him for doing that for us. Yeah. So, uh... Tell us about your adventure this year in the Sunbelt Series. You've been having a lot of success, at least uh, your second in points. Uh, actually, now I'm first in points after that second at Lakeland. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. But, uh, the, the year started off, we uh, we got an old car from uh, from a, a guy. It was, was kind of like an a, a eBay thing. It was actually racingjunk.com, and my dad uh, got that. For you know, just to, just to play around with and and uh, just to get some seat time in a super late model because we the year prior we had ran a limited late model for Mark Martin and everything and you know that deal turned out uh, really good and you know there's a lot of su- there's a, uh, success there but uh, for the next year we uh, were doing the su- super late model series we got a uh, just kind of a, a older car just to play around with and uh, hooked up with Wayne Anderson and. Uh, uh, you know, great guy, man. Uh, a lot of thanks for what he's done for me this year, him and and Dave Pletcher for helping me out. And uh, we got that first win at Orlando. I think it was the third race in the Sun Belt Series. And, you know, that, that was just a, a big boost of confidence. And, and it's something that a lot, a lot of people didn't see. And, uh, you know, this race team has come a pretty long ways. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of working on a budget with what we've got now. And, uh, we still have that old car, but uh, Wayne built us a brand new, uh, brand new uh, uh, Port City car, one of his old frames that's been reclipped and everything. And he uh, he's been uh, behind us for you know a while now, and uh, he's you know off doing his own thing on the dirt. Which man, I I gotta say that that's really neat. You know, something I would like to do in in the future if I ever get the chance and. Uh, we've actually got Dave Pletcher um, around at the shop. He helps us at the racetrack. He's, you know, uh, quote unquote, my uh, my crew chief and my my spotter on the racetrack. Oh boy, Matt, Matt, hold this, it right there. This is not great. fair. This is not. Matt, that's great. You're what? You're 16 years old, and you've got the support of you know of Anderson and Pletcher. Tell there. me something there, Matt. Now uh, you're talking you've to got Rob. Made. Talking to Rob here, and I. Dave Pletcher was my mentor in racing late models when I started racing late models, and. Uh, Without him, I probably never could have raced, you know, supers. And even today, I still have a car, one of his seats in it, one of his race cars I drive. So uh, he's always a good man. Now, tell me, you're a young man. How old are you? Uh, 16. Now, how do you understand a guy like Dave? Uh, that, that, <laughs> yeah, from the from the start, when I first met Dave, I had people telling me, well, you're really going to have to get close to understand what he's saying. But, you know... The guy's just kind of grown on me, you know, with the spotter. When he gets on the spotter stand, you know, you'd think, uh, you know, a lot of people that, that have known him and, he, you know, he mumbles a lot, but he gets fired up, man. I'll tell you what, Dave is a, is, is a great outgoing guy. Everything he does at the racetrack is 100%, and, you know, it, it's just an, I, an honor to have a guy like that working for me. Yeah, has he been on the radio with you when you are racing? Um. On the on the spotter, yeah, on the spotter stand, he sits up there and and gives me the the blow by blow of what's going on behind me and you know uh, inside outside. He's great at it. 
Yeah, you can learn a lot from him, man. I'll tell you, um, he's got a lot of knowledge built up inside of him, you know. And the unfortunate thing is, you know, he spills it to a lot of people who like to listen to ten different people, you know. And uh, if you pick one person and you take their advice and you really listen to it, he's definitely a good one that uh, is is full of information. And uh, I'm sure you are proud to have a guy like him uh, help you out. Uh, and you talk to him tomorrow. You going to talk to him tomorrow? Um, yeah, actually, we're getting ready for the uh, Clyde Hart Memorial coming up Thursday, and he's going to uh, come up to the shop tomorrow, and we're, we're just working on getting the final setup together. And, uh, you know, uh, every time he comes to the shop, it's always a good time. We'll go out and eat and everything. But he, he lives all the way over in Newport Ritchie, so the drive over there is not really the, the closest commute for him. But, you know, uh, this I really think this is something that he likes to do, that he loves to do. And, uh, you know, he, um, he's actually, you know, working on doing uh, his own uh, racing deal. He, you know, he hasn't given up yet. And, you know, he, he sets up my car, and uh, it's something that he can do on the, on the weekends, and he doesn't really have, you know, all the stress. And I think it's something that he can just, you know, let his hair down, him and his wife Carol are just uh, – they perform, you know, excellent at the racetrack. Oh, yeah. Carol will make sure your times are there every time, buddy. I'll tell you that. Yep, yep. She's definitely good at that. Well, you tell the old man when you see him tomorrow, you talk to him. Tell him you was talking to Bonehead, man, and he'll tell you some stories. <laughs> <laughs> You've got plenty of them. I definitely will. So what do you think about New Smyrna's, uh, the, the racing there when you get out on that track? What do you got to do special to prepare for that place? Well, um... Actually, the the last two racetracks that we've been to, Lake uh, Lake City or Columbia Motorsports Park and Lakeland, are two racetracks that I had never been on before. So, um, you know, preparing for those tracks was, uh, you know, it was kind of, you know, winging it when we first got there. Just, you know, we we got plenty of practice time. We were there the day before, getting plenty of practice time. But you know, New Smyrna, we'll show up Thursday and we'll do the normal practice because I do know my way around that track pretty well. And, uh, you know, we'll have a, a great setup in the car, you know, right from the get-go. So as far as uh, me, you know, me out there, we'll have the, the old tires on, just, just scrubbing the car down. And um, I think preparing for that race is just going to be, you know, the race itself is just a, a big race. Um, you know, Clyde Hart, um, all, the, all the stories about that, um, all that, and um, just, just the the impact of that race it's it's on another level but preparing for the race is just like preparing for any other race and i'm sure my my nerves will be up just before that green flag starts you'll be fine you'll be fine you'll have the old man in your ears telling you how to do it yeah (laughs) yeah he keeps me calm man he's good at that man you get out front he'll tell you to go hide (laughs) <laughs> well, well, that's good, and, and you are very fortunate to you know have them have him there, um, supporting you and being there for you. And you're very fortunate. And I've got the feeling there's probably a lot of other young drivers out there that wish they were in your position. So uh, we wish you only the best Thursday night, and hope you have have fun and stay safe and do well. Well, thank you very much, you guys, and I appreciate uh, what what you guys are doing on here and. Uh, I just hope that uh, come Thursday, uh, a lot of fans show up for that race and a lot of drivers show up for that race. Because I remember, I think it was back in '04, they had 32 cars start that field. So just to be in a, in a field like that with with people like Wayne Anderson and 
and Jeff Choquette and all the people that, that show up there. It's just an honor to race with those guys. And, you know, as much respect as I could put out on the air, man, those guys are, are uh, the best to be driving with. Hey. Well, it should be a packed house. Should be good, but we'll see you there, uh, Matt, and uh, uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on this show. I'll be there on Thursday, and uh, I'll come track you down, and, and I'm sure we'll have you back again this, this year on this show. Oh, cool. I'd like to meet you, then. I'll, right. uh, I'll look forward to that on Thursday. We'll see you. All right. Bye. Take it easy, Matt. All right. Looks like uh, Matt one. Bowers, this could be a guy that might end up racing in the Cup Series because yep. uh, he's got some connections. Mm-hmm. Young and, man can uh, uh, can speak. Yeah, he's very marketable. Absolutely, put, very marketable. Absolutely. He wanted a, a nice young man for a spokesperson. There's one. Absolutely. Right. He, he could even do a radio show. He talks so well. I'll tell you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, he could, Rob. <laughs> it's good to hear Pletcher. I know he's having a good time doing that because, you know, that's all he ever wanted to do was be able to make a little bit of dough doing what he loves to do, you know, and uh, get hooked up with some people like this. You know, he's a great crew chief. Man. Now, Buggy Pletcher. Yeah, he went his out. Son. Yeah, he went out up there in North Carolina. Of course, you know he's involved in being a crew chief and all that good stuff. And he hasn't raced in a while. Been a few years since he raced. And he went out and raced. I think it was like in a sportsman type class. All right. And he won the race. Right. I believe. And it. then he got disqualified. Why? Why? I don't know. It doesn't matter. He was happy anyway. He said he was just happy to get back out there and have a good well, bug time. Bugman. But uh, winning a race. I was do, do want to mention. Uh, we're going to talk to Rick Bristol here in a minute, um, uh, but I do want to mention that uh, this uh, the Sunbelt Super Late Model Series does have a new sponsor, and we're going to have some folks on from this new sponsor uh, deal in the next few weeks. Uh, Noritz uh, Tempaco Sunbelt Super Late Model Series, and they're very much involved in, uh, like, green technology. Really? Yeah, and uh, we'll have them explain all that. Their bodies on race cars made out of green at a later date. No, Rob, that's like protecting and preserving the environment. You know, right, what that's I mean? what I'm saying. You know they I mean, should right? make race car bodies out of uh, recycled materials, being that they get beat up so bad. That's actually um, a good idea, Rob. So, uh, getting back to uh, the time that we had at Charlotte County Speedway, I want to talk about the Outlaw well, Street Stock Sox? Race. Oh, yeah, I'm I ready talk to talk about, about that. Uh, I want to say this. You know, I'm going to say Gary LaPlante started that series last year, and let me tell you what, man, it has definitely come along to where they got some really good-looking street stocks, fast cars. They put on a good show the other night, and anybody that was there. It Everybody was. saw it play out. Everybody saw what happened. Everybody booed. Everybody heard all the booing. Everybody booed the winner. So they just tore the winner's motor apart, and he was cheating. So and he got DQ'd, yeah. He got DQ'd. But it was, but you're right, Rob. It was a great race. It's been uh, – it, it was really um, one of the most exciting races of the night as far as I was concerned. Robert Chris in his number two X out there in front leading the race. He led every lap, running then, a, com- you know, a very conservative line, and he had already told him, if you're going to pass me, go to the outside. And I talked to him after the race, mm-hmm. talked to him and Donnie Ollie both, because I wanted to get the story and straight Donnie up. was doing good. Is that the 71, uh, one of the times that Donnie Ollie had gotten right behind the two, right there at the end, mm-hmm. right there before the wreck happened, yep. that put him out, um, busted him in the butt one time, and Robert said it knocked him into seven cylinders. So when it did, that's why Donnie was really getting a good run on him on the outside. So when they came down the back straightaway, down into turn three, the 71 come in there just like he did every other lap, 
except the two, Chris, was on seven cylinders, so he didn't have anything at the other end. So the 71 did hit him, shoved him forward into the nine, crashed the nine and the two, tires flat, both of them had to come off the track. Should they have put the 71 to the rear? Absolutely. Yes. They should have put the 71 to the rear. I think it was very evident to everyone there, except for those in the tower or those that were making the decisions about what happened. I had a great view of that over where I was up on the hill there. And we were all shocked <laughs> that he did not get sent to the back. It was a great race, and uh, Shane it Leonard was, was deemed did. the winner. And Shane, I mean, Shane had an excellent race. He it was, was a great race all the way around. I, I, have, some, I have some questions about that, that, about that whole deal, because mm-hmm. you mentioned it earlier. Um, right now we have... Uh, Rick's listening. Go ahead. Rick, What's Rick, the question? Rick, Rick Bristol is uh, with us, and Rick, um, bring us up. Welcome, of course, welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, you know what I got here in my hand, Rick? I, I got to tell you this. I have a National Cart News from 1992 uh-huh. and uh, America's leading karting magazine since 1986. And on the front cover is Bonehead in full regalia in his number 12 cart with his Bonehead, Bone. Man, skull. That was the start of the bonehead. Oh right my there. God! Well, I I remember the uh, I remember the first time I met the bonehead at Sunshine Speedway, uh, and the first time I, I got to announce. And, and of course, he was very colorful and uh, on the racetrack and off. <laughs> but the bonehead uh, put on a show every week and uh, uh, got to be a got to be a, a little bit of a uh, celebrity on the uh, the old TV show Forty Weeks of Thunder that we got to do there for a while. You know, that's right. There was a time when Sunshine Speedway was actually televised. Yeah, we did. uh, Actually, it ended up being 26 one-hour shows. It was supposed to be 40, but it kind of went under. But uh, the 26 shows we have, I still got a copy of all. Well, I've got a copy of all except for the last two. Hold on, Jax. Jax Jax has just opened up way too many windows. That's, That's what happens if you go to Rick's website. Oh. And you better get off that front page in a hurry, otherwise it will tell you get off the page. In a That's hurry. why Rick didn't say anything. He's used to hearing it. <laughs> yeah, the 40 Weeks of Thunder, man. Uh, actually, it only made it, uh, what, 26 20, weeks? 26. We did 26 one-hour shows. And, uh, well, it, that was that season. And the year before, we did the, uh, the, first, time, the first show we actually did was the uh, two-hour uh, Leo Musgrave Memorial. Right. I think I've got some of those videos. Yeah. Some of those videos that old Bill Bryant used to make. I still go back and watch them uh, every once in a while. And uh, uh, the I think the, the, the best, the most exciting uh, race that I remember uh, in the whole thing was a Florida Pro race there when, um, uh, boy, it's good, Brian Campbell mm-hmm. and Williams. I can't remember his first name all of a sudden. Jeff. Uh, Jeff Williams. They came, they came to a dead heat at the line. It was an amazing thing. Unfortunately, Brian Campbell ended He's up cheating. getting disqualified yep. for a head infraction. But I, I tell you what, to watch him come from the back of the pack, back up to the front after contact with Buggy Pletcher and, and all the things that went on there, that, that was an unbelievable show. It was, I'm going to tell you, Rick, I remember being at that race. He was in his red in his red number five car. <laughs> and uh, he definitely put on a show. He ran into turn three and through turn four faster than I think I'd ever seen Dave Pletcher or Jimmy Cope actually run a race car. And uh, 
Well, the funny thing they is they were all out of tires. I mean, everybody was out of tires at the end of this thing, and they're just they're. He, he's going for everything. He's up on the outside passing people. Mike Franklin. I mean, he had to yeah. pass some really good cars, and he got back up there and to come to a dead heat. It was. I mean, the stands were literally shaking. Where we're in the booth doing the TV thing, the stands were literally shaking because the people were up on their feet for the last two laps. And uh, really, that's probably the best short track race I've ever seen. Yeah, I've seen uh, many great races at that racetrack. That's why somebody needs to buy that place and just open it back so, up, man. So, so uh, Rick, tell us about the, um, the this year's um, special event that you're putting on. Well, it'll be the third annual uh, Charity Truckers 200, and it's set for December 5th and 6th at Orlando Speed World again. And uh, uh, we had to change the date back again um, because the uh, PRI show moved again. Um, they've been moving back and forth, and so we've had to kind of adapt to that. So it's a little I, – I, I didn't want to go any later um, into the month, so I had to move back to the 5th and 6th. Um, the only kind of bad thing, it only gives us a week in between the the big the, the final 100-lap race at New Smyrna that normally goes on and then, and then this event. But um, I just didn't feel comfortable with going too late into December. But set for December 5th and 6th, and this year we're helping a, a little girl. She's 8 years old. Her name is Lacey Pate. She's from the uh, Lakeland area. And uh, this little girl has had 21 surgeries. She's 8 years old. Um, she's born with a disease that is very, very rare. In fact, she's one of only, I believe, it's six um, cases. And it's called King Syndrome. And and what it is is when, when she was born and, and began to grow, her body was actually shaped like a C. And, and she was, like, all bowed up and... You know, they couldn't figure out. But what has happened is is her body um, is actually crushing her insides. And so they ended up having to go in and they put in a, a prosthetic rib cage. And, um, I mean, there's been numerous operations with her legs and all of that. Um, but you can imagine 21 operations and only 8 years old. And But she's a trooper. She's a, she's a sweetheart. And uh, I've, it's, it's just been amazing to – I had to decide. I had three or four this year um, of – that people had brought to my attention that I had to, you know, to, to seriously pray over and figure out what I wanted to do. And um, God just kept directing me back to her. And it's just, um, it's, it's, it, you hate to turn anyone down. I wish, I wish this thing was huge enough where I could just help everybody, but you just can't do it. And it breaks your heart not to do that. But we're excited about helping this, this young girl and her family. You can imagine the expense of, um, they have to fly, uh, to Texas um, a lot for these operations. That's where this doctor that's, um, that's really done an amazing job is. And so they, they, in fact, just got back. So actually I believe she's had 22 operations now. And um, I believe she's even scheduled for one more before, uh, before December. So um, just, just an amazing thing, that she, what she's been through, and to see her smile and to see her just fight, it's an amazing thing. So we're, we're excited about helping, and uh, we're still working on all the you know the main details. I'll have uh, all the driver packets out uh, by the mid uh, mid um, July area around the fifteenth. I hope to have all the packets. They'll be. I'm trying to get them all done so that they'll be in PDF form where I'll be able to just email these things out to people. They'll be able to um, get all the information and get it back to me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to grow with this high tech thing. I'm just. But I, I still am doing this by myself, so it's kind of hard to kind of get it all done and we've we just went through a big computer change at work so i've been really busy there but it's starting to break up a little bit so we'll be getting all that going over this next month we'll see a lot of things i've been on the phone got a lot of messages out there with nascar people and and uh, pr people and trying to get some people to show up this year so we're just uh 
but we're beginning that process and working hard towards uh, towards getting this thing ready for uh, December. Well, that sounds great, Rick. Uh, you know, as always, you're trying to do something good for someone who's less fortunate, and uh, it's good that you're out there doing that, buddy. Well, let's see. You know, it's it's just it. I, you get so much. You just can't imagine the feeling you get in uh, to helping these kids. And I, I've got to be. I tell you what. I'll be honest with you. Last last year, I was really after it was all over, and and uh, Mr. Helmick had told us that that they they really weren't giving Kaylee a whole lot of a chance. Um, I was I was kind of down. And you know, you uh, Tommy. We got great news on Tommy, and that that he is in remission and, and beating his disease. Um, but then with Kaylee, we got, you know, after it was over, you kind of depressed. And you get really attached to these, these people as you work with them and you spend time with them. And, um, but it, the, the Lord is working a miracle right now because Kaylee is still alive and actually um, has been doing pretty well, and she's still fighting. So um, it, it turned out to be really gloomy news has kind of gotten brighter. At least uh, she's still alive and she's still fighting, and, uh, and uh, so we're happy about that. So, so in, uh, in two weeks... Uh... We'll have you back on. We'll have some more information. We should have a lot more information. Well, yeah, we'll have. I should have the package ready by that particular time. And, and right. I mean, we are we are uh, we're stepping up this year. The purse on the trucks. We are going to make a little bit of a change to the pro, the format. We are going to uh, we are going to cut it back to twenty eight starters instead of thirty two, um, just because there's so much traffic on the racetrack there at Orlando. I tried to see if I could get the, the event moved to New Smyrna. Um, I talked to Terry. He is, he's not said he's not against doing it. He just wasn't able to get it to where he could get it set and scheduled for this year. So we may be possibly moving or trying it um, there next year to where we can increase. But uh, we're going to cut back the field just a little bit there, and we're making a little bit of changes to how how people get locked in and try to try to juice the the deal up just a little bit. And we're also adding a little bit of money to the purse this year. So all right, but um, we've but, done that each year, and we're trying to do it again. All right, but for now for now it's December. Fifth and sixth. Fifth and sixth yes, at uh, Orlando Speed World, and uh, and I know you're working on the site, and the information should be up soon. And uh, yeah. I appreciate your help with that. All right, and uh, we'll talk to you again in about two weeks, Rick, and okay. uh, and get get even more information out. All right. Well, y'all take care. Thank All right. you. Thank take you. easy, Rick. Bye. Bye. Okay. Oh, a, a, another show. Yeah. Time Rick Bristol end. doing another good thing, helping people out. Yeah. Um. Um. Where were we at? Oh, we were talking about the Outlaw Street Stock mm-hmm. Race there at uh, Charlotte County. I was saying yep. how um, uh, LaPlante has really done a great job with this class, and he's got to find a bunch of cars. And you know what? They got Backbone in there. They got Backbone in there because um, they're in the tech shed. They DQ'd a guy. It's always good. you got to DQ somebody every now and then, you know, if their engine's illegal. The guy's won four times, and that's the rule they have. You win four times, your head comes off. Um there was some discrepancies in the pits, and people were upset about some of the driving that was going on, you know, and they were giving Gary a hard time. And I watched Gary down dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, some of the people. And I just have to say, he's the promoter of the series that they run. He was right there to answer all questions afterwards. And uh, was everybody happy with the outcome? I think that Darren Ellis probably wasn't happy. And Darren raced a good race, just, you know. Ended up running into the back of Chris when he shouldn't have. And, and Donnie Ollie, I believe, would have won that race, you know, uh, the way things were going. He had the power on the outside, and he'd done come from the back to the front. And uh, But uh, Shane Leonard, Richie Shepard, Rocky Reinhold, top three, put on a great show. James Wright, 
Old buddy James Wright James won Wright's the uh, truck, truck race. was flying around that track. Yeah, I, he's, he's, I'd like to know what he's got under that hood. Because well, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, James <laughs> now has a vehicle, a truck that is impressive. Well, he let Wally drive away. it. He let Wally drive it. And Wally showed him there wasn't nothing wrong with it. So James has got maybe, it now. Maybe fans should be able to protest. No, don't even get involved in that. <laughs> I can imagine. No, I uh, was just, you, you know there is something real good underneath that hood of that of James's truck when it just pulled far away from Randy Kyle. Yeah, they had one of the guys crashed his truck pretty good, man. I'm going to tell you, those trucks are tough, man, because well, he, yeah. he run it right. Tom trucks? Pryor run it right in the wall. Yeah. What are these Tom. trucks? They are full size, um, short beds, most of them mm-hmm. that do any good um, trucks. Is that is that uh, XLT out there in the ball, ballpark? Is it a, a, a 1500 series or a 150? Psh, I don't know. As long as it's not a little truck, trucks, man. it's got to be a full size truck. Yeah. Like my my full size truck. Yeah, was, was Cece's going to enter her truck next week. <laughs> the number sixty nine is already taken, so she's going to take zero sixty nine. And uh, no, uh, the Thunder trucks is a man. They used to have a lot more, but they've crashed them all mm-hmm. up. You know, I mean, they had a whole bunch of them, and they've crashed them. Yeah, all Lance up. was having his issues Saturday night in his truck. Yeah. Cody won in the Legends mm-hmm. again. He showed him up. Josh Williams got some deal. He's going to be racing uh, up in North Carolina in those Legends. And uh, hopefully Cody's deal will come through, man. I think Cody's really going to be Cody a good can race do it. car driver, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, he just needs the right opportunity, you know. And it's uh, I know it's tough for him being in a small town like this, thinking his opportunity never come. But, you know, just keep driving. It's all you can do. Next week, we must confront the fact and announce. Pandora Jeweler of the Month for, for, for the, June. For June. The Pandora Jeweler of the Month or the Pandora, oh, Pandora Jewelers Jeweler Driver, Driver of the, of the month. month? Yeah, uh, we'll stick with the Drivers Jewelers. Uh, there's way too many loopy jewelers out there. Get it? Um, My brain's shutting down. I, I think it would be tough, but, folks, you could make it easier on us. Uh, tell us who the hot shoe is at your local racetrack. Um Who's doing what? Like I said, I think that, uh, I mean, here's the kind of deal. You need to just find somebody that's making some news, making something happen. They don't necessarily have to be winning 20 races in a month, even though I say I like to see three. Because, like I said, my vote's got to go to Sean Smith. He's leading the points now. Yeah. Sean's doing good. Does that count? He didn't throw any steering wheels this month. No, he's not throwing steering wheels, but I'll bet you he's not going to be doing any of that. Once you get in the points lead... Then you are points racing. So uh, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. If you haven't seen one of those races, you need to see it, man. Come on, Late Model. Okay, so Thursday this week, Thursday we got uh, New Smyrna, Clyde Hart Memorial. Friday, got uh, action down in Charlotte. You got action up is uh, Ocala. Ocala's not racing. They're off. That's right. And uh, then Saturday, there's some racing up at Putnam in that corner. Yep. And back at Charlotte again. Back in racing at uh, And there's just all kinds of racing Citrus everywhere. Citrus County. Go to your local racetrack. Support your local off. racetrack. Citrus is off, too, yeah. Hey, listen, I got an idea. If you don't have enough money to pay the entry fee to get into the track to see the races at the gate, call the owner of the racetrack. Tell him you want to bring your whole family out there. You're going to bring 10 people up there. Can you get in for free? You'll buy plenty of food, plenty of drinks, and even some beer. Try that. I don't know. It might work. It'd work on Bobby Deal. Bring 10 people up there. He'll let you in for free. Uh, 
long as you can eat and drink yeah. a lot. So everybody has to weigh at least 200. Uh, that's no problem in Charlotte County. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. I weigh more than 200. Take it easy. Inside Florida Racing next week. I might be here. I don't know. July 4th. Hope I don't get you might get fired. Yeah. Get fired up. <laughs> might get fired up. See ya. Same time next week. See ya. See ya. Doing this.